This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Well, hello. Hello. Oh, hey. Hi. Oh. Greetings. Hey. Yes. Hi there. Hello. Hi there. Hi there. Hey. It's a new hey. year. It is a new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey. We happy, did it. We made it. The same old bullshit year. show. No one's disagreeing with that. No, not at I was all. expecting like somebody to at least come up with something. I mean, it wasn't a lie. No, <laughs> it wasn't. But I mean, you could at least pretend. No. No. Not even going to try that. No. I mean, it's worth a shot. You want to open up the new year? Great. Buy my sloth hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, so sure. We moved, on, we moved on from that. Yeah. <laughs> the first show of 2017. Uh, you are expecting greatness, no doubt, from us. Listen, I need January ad revenue, all right? What better way than a sloth hoodie? That's not ad revenue. That's though. not ad revenue, dude. That's extra Everything revenue. That's revenue merchandise <laughs> revenue. That's even handling right now. New Year, same credor. Doesn't even know what he's doing when it comes to running a business. Not a clue. I bought a hat. You did that? No. <laughs> that looks far larger than it, it should be. so silly. Like, but if you put it on over the headphones, it looks like one of those weird baseball player hats they wear for concussions or something. Like, next up is Jimbo Jones, and he's like, I'm not getting a head injury, but he's like, got this big-ass hat. Did, we should all just take don't they all wear helmets for that reason? Like, well, they wear, like, normal helmets, like that. So the normal helmets but, don't shield you from concussions. Those ones do. What What's the point in them then? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I you're, supposed, you're the sports expert of the show, and you don't even know that. Well, I take it it, it probably prevents some of the damage, but you know, I just want no. someone to go back. Someone go back and take Jess Crendor's window <laughs> and use that footage of him putting that on, pulling it on and off. But with a voiceover for condom demonstration. <laughs> and just put it all together, because that's kind of what it looked like. And then we yeah. can distribute it to all of the schools for, like, a fun, safe sex. Yeah, but why would you, why would you take it, it off? Don't pull it too tight, right? Why would you take it off, though? Why would you take it off? I mean, I can think like of a few reasons. <laughs> I feel like we didn't have a different Condoms, once they're on, don't ever take them <laughs> don't off. Don't take them off. Ever. That's how babies happen. You can't yeah. take it off. For any reason. You gotta be safe. Don't take those things off. All right. 
No reason whatsoever. <laughs> um, You're learning a lot about you today, Kenor, that I'm not okay with. I I would pay big I'm money safe. to see Crendor try and teach sex ed. That would be entertaining. <laughs> Me too. I would. I would, I would take pay, that money. I would pay for that to be a series. I want. Oh my god. Would you pay for that to be a panel at Coxcon? Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, please. I don't think I don't think they deserve it. You know, those Brits are dirty as shit. They would be like condom. What? Dirty. We get proper sex ed over there, relatively early. I did not. <laughs> I I'm really surprised that Oregon State education isn't very progressive in that regard. They thought that it was a better idea to build a nursery onto my high school instead of just wow. teach us how to not have babies that's wow. that's hilarious that's i mean it's pre- you, that's okay not wow. even joking. you've got to give them some credit that's relatively pragmatic of them it's like well we know this is gonna happen we might as well prepare for it but no no that's like well. saying well we know cholera is gonna happen might as well build some more graveyards <laughs> But Instead of prevent- put research into how to fix cholera. You could, pre- you could prevent it. No, no, it's going to happen. You just got to accept it. Cholera happens. Cholera happens. It's so rainy. All of the places where it rains all the time, people just like accept shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true at all. We don't. Well, uh, okay, a bit. A bit. Yes. We'll just accept shit. Mostly, yes. You're mm. right. We do. We will grumble about it. I'll say that, but oh, you're yeah, probably but... correct. <laughs> I can't get over just Crendor is <laughs> the least educated in the art of sex. <laughs> Crendor's masters of sex. Whoa. Oh my god, yes. Jesus. Crendor, <laughs> I want that to be a ser- I want you to sit down with like therapists and like <laughs> Oh my god, all sorts of people and just have conversations. Like real conversations. Yeah. Usually I have fake conversations with them. But... <laughs> that's that's true. I know that to be true. Yeah. That's what you do with us every time you're on this podcast. <laughs> you fake your way through every episode. Hell yeah, dude. It's like, do you play video games? <laughs> yeah. <Sure>. Which ones? <laughs> I, well, I played several. I play I sure, all of them. I sure do. I play every game. I play all, all video of the games, games that come out. Games. If you ask Those me about things. any video game, I've got an opinion on it because I've played it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You could tell me about Europa Universalis 4, for instance. I won yeah. that game. <laughs> <laughs> what, as part of a giveaway or. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh... yeah. Welcome back, everybody. New Year, baby. Yes, indeed. And the New conclusion, year, US, except not really. No, oh. same old shit. And the conclusion of the co-opties. Uh, we sort of realized as we were going into this that we burned through a lot of our categories like two weeks ago. We were mainly to have two award shows, two well, two shows worth of awards. It's like, well, we kind of ran out of most of. We did a pretty good job of getting through. An awful lot of those. I think people will riot if we don't do boob physics. I mean, we, we should, least. yeah. That we we totally you should. Know? There were there were a few left, but it's fine. We can just spend time making shit up. That that was kind of the plan anyway. Mm. So we can do that. I mean, I've got a few. Like, 
I, I don't think we talked about like we didn't do the raddest soundtrack category. We didn't mm-hmm. do game. We forgot I have a nomination happened. for that. Yeah, we we've got we've got fuck it's more sixteen bit bullshit. That's a that's a title we came up with. We have best boob physics. That's uh, we've got. I'll come back to it when it's finished. So we've got like five of them, and then we can make oh, up the rest as we go along. Could we make a category that's like best non-ironic armor for women? I mean, if you want to be the one that fills that, because I don't have any nominations for it, sure. Yeah, like Banner Saga 2. You know, like actual real armor people would Oh, wear. oh, oh, right, that. Okay, I, I, I assume like... Not like nipple armor, not like... Like, yes, this is being so protective. So you mean, this is like a, t- like practi- a, armor. a, a title yeah. in which we nominate games that have practical armor for women? Yeah! I mean, we could, if you want. I, all I know is is uh, XCOM 2 probably would fit in there. XCOM, XCOM 2? Yeah. I, I mean, okay, by you default. You have can. you seen? Look, have you seen the, like, Anarchy's Children DLC? For that yeah, game. But like, but like, that's if you... I like, put stripping in the shortest leather hot pants I could find. That is true, I've seen evidence. spiked <laughs> shoulder pads and a well, fucking steampunk top so hat. Much, so much yeah, to talk why'd you do that? Uh, why'd you do that? It's more <laughs> about you than it is about the game. I mean, it's, look, it's, it's about escapism. <laughs> in 2017 in particular, escapism has become more important than ever. Says a lot more about you than the game. It, it, it just it says quite a bit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't know. There's plenty of categories we can make up on the fly. We can. I'm just trying to help. Best like, nature game. Yeah, okay. best nature game. Uh, Firewatch. Sure. Done. Easy. Look at that. Look at this shit. Easy. Disagree. See, that's why it's such a good category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, we could do that. But like, we could do best sponsor for today's show. Like, and the yeah. nominations would be squarespace.com/cooptional. That's it. That's our sponsor for today's show, squarespace.com slash co-optional. Just letting you know that. Get 10% of your first order, squarespace.com slash co-optional. Go there. And now for our Squarespace robot. Hey, kids, it's me, Squarey the robot. Don't be a square. rectangle, be a square at yeah. Squarespace. It's cool to be, it's hip to be square. Wait, that's copyright. It's cool yeah, to be square. It's hip to be round. Yeah, yes. no, not round at all. It's hip to be Squarespace. Yeah, I mean, yes, not that you would know. Oh, yeah. You don't keep track of such things. You know that. I like you're well behind the times. Twitch.tv slash Crendor. If I am there to take the temperature of popular culture, then you would not be my first choice of a place to go to do that. Tell you what, that'd be a mistake. That'd be a first round (laughs) blunder. (laughs) That's a sports reference, isn't it? That's a first round draft pick blunder. That's a Jared Goff pick. <laughs> there is one guy watching who's like, Whoa! That's for you, dude. That's just for you. Yeah. That's the guy who's going to go buy my shirt. All right. Thanks, guy. Let's run through what we've got left and then we'll start making shit up. All right. So, the, we, we, did, we had a category called uh, I'll Come Back to It When It's Done, which was a game that you've played that ain't finished yet that you're like, okay, it's pretty neat, but I'm thinking I'm going to leave this until it's in a more complete state. God, I'm trying to remember what I wrote down originally. Give me a sec. I mean, for me, I think it's something that I actually can go back to when it's done, and that was uh, Telltale Batman. Okay. Which isn't done now. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's done now, Mm -hmm. but I played the first chapter, and then... 
watched the second and was like, I'll just get to it when they put it all out. And so that's becoming yeah. Telltale in a nutshell now, though. Yeah, like pretty it's much one of everything. Where I, I just it doesn't have the urgency. Like for some reason, Telltale games used to be like chapter one comes out and you're like, oh, crazy shocker, and now I have to play chapter two. Because they do that so much, I no longer have the urgency to see what happens in chapter two. Yeah, <laughs> chapter two rolls around. It's not nearly as good as chapter one. And the series always goes downhill. So I've heard that about like, Batman as well. The some people were disappointed about episode five. Dodger, you've been into that series quite a bit, right? Yeah, I played all of it. I I enjoyed it throughout. I don't think that any aspect of it was like mind blowing. Um, when I played the final chapter, I I played the whole thing on uh stream, and when I played the final chapter, this isn't a spoiler, but like. Everything that happened in the final chapter, the viewers were like, wow, you can tell that you really do not give a shit about anything <laughs> right now. I was just like making fun of everything that happened in it because it was like enjoyable, but the stakes didn't feel super high. For a season it. finale, it wasn't really what you were looking for. Yeah, it was okay. Honestly, they did a lot of they did a lot of interesting stuff setting up a possible second Batman game that I'm more excited about. It made me like more excited for the second game than I was about the first game. Okay. I'm, I, the, stuff, the stuff that I saw, I definitely had the epiphany that I'd be much happier going through it all at once. And I think that's just my problem with Telltale in general is just I dislike episodic stuff so much now because uh -huh. I, I don't like – the waiting makes you feel more disjointed from the actions of the game and what's happening. In you, the for, game. you forget. More often than not, what happened yeah. in the first place. It's like coming back to... I had this problem with one specific TV show. Like I binged on the first season a few years ago of White Collar. And it was like totally up my alley. Like the right kind of sense of humor, the, the white collar crime aspect to it. I found it kind of very interesting. Really cool characters. And I watched the first series and I think that was it. And it came to a fairly dramatic conclusion. Then a few years later, I tried to come back... And I like I can't remember anything that happened. I, I need to now go and watch the whole thing again, but I don't want to watch the first season again because I'll you you know those moments where you're like you rewatch a television series and you think you've forgotten what's happened, but then you remember about halfway through the episode. And you're like, oh, I've watched this already. Fuck. Yeah. That that's the kind of feeling I got with that, and that feel it feels that way all the time with episodic video games, especially when the episodic releases drag out as much as they do. Also, crazy thing uh, to mention, speaking of TV, I think Netflix and the Netflix culture of episode watching has really warped my perception of, like, information intake. Because I've thought about this. I absolutely loved shows like Jessica Jones and Dar like all the, the Marvel stuff I love. Yeah. Stranger Things was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, the OA is like, all these shows are really, really good. But upon further thought, I really love them because I watched all 10, 12 episodes in a day. Yeah. It was a long movie and I consumed all of it. So everything flew together. But thinking about it, had I seen Daredevil season two over the course of 12 weeks or Luke Cage over 12 weeks, yeah. I know I would not have liked it as much. Because yeah. there's a lot of episodes by themselves from like, well, that was an okay episode. I don't know if I fucking, but I'm on to the next one immediately. <laughs> No, it's, that's absolutely true. Uh, I have still not even finished Luke Cage because we watched Me a couple either. of episodes and then 
didn't watch anything for a couple of days, I had nothing making me feel like I wanted to come back and keep watching it. Yeah, I ran into similar problems with, uh, it was a lot of the Marvel stuff, actually. Uh, in particular, I'd, I ran into it with Daredevil and Jessica Jones, where I'd binge, and then for some reason, I wouldn't, have, wouldn't be able to binge the next few days, and <laughs> I wouldn't have the sort of motivation to start again. And what is interesting about that, as you said, is that you may have pointed out that that difference in consumer habit may have changed the nature of how we consume this media and that may require a change in the media itself which is really weird i i find i find it difficult to, to watch a lot of stuff on hulu as a result of that because you know hulu is more they're becoming a bit more of a binge watching service now but for a long for the longest time they're a catch-up service mm -hmm. and yeah. i still use them primarily to watch uh, wwe uh, because that's the best way to get the weekly shows Mm -hmm. But outside of that, a lot of it's like, well, if I can't watch the whole series from start to finish now as I want to, then I'm not interested at all. And the worst thing is when you run up against a series that you're really enjoying. It's like, oh, shit, I have to wait next week for the next episode. It's getting to the point where I don't want to start a series unless I know I could finish it. And I wonder, how, yeah, that does apply to some degree to games. Uh, it put me off Hitman this year. I'm going to be honest. And I actually have to sit down and play that now because when that first was released as its first episode, not only did it have a bunch of technical problems, but I had no real interest in playing a lot of it. I played a bit of it and I'm like, all right, I want to wait. This is a prime example of this category. I'm going to come back when this is all finished because not only does it not work properly, yeah. but if I do get into this, I'm going to get fundamentally disappointed when I run into the brick wall that is the next episode. Mm -hmm. I, here's the thing. I hear that it's great I hear yeah that the, that's what i've heard stuff is great. Me too. but that's this also is what worries me about their uh re-release of final fantasy 7 like it's gonna be episodic how oh, do you God, make an rpg idea. episodic yeah how do you do that without hampering it in some way that is unnecessary like mm -hmm. you have level caps and if you have level caps <clears throat> that goes against my way of playing which is i like to be over level going into boss fights if you cut off the story at certain points does that mean i can keep leveling and then the next release i'm like level 99 going into the third or fourth boss fight like i think there's gonna be something weird with that one i i don't think they're gonna do that episodically in a very traditional way there's an old game that they may try to emulate in some way um so back in the sega saturn era one of my favorite rpgs of all time uh, was shining force 3 and that was a very weird release because in the west we got shining force 3 and that was it and it had a, its ending wasn't brilliant. It felt like there was something more and there was a lot of stuff that was uh, not wrapped up at the end. And as it turned out, that's because that's exactly what happened. The game was actually episodic, but scenarios two and three, which were the rest of the game, which was essentially like they overlapped each other in terms of time. There were uh, games played that were played from different perspectives of different characters. Like the second scenario overlapped a lot of what was happening in the the first game but it was from the perspective of the like imperial prince who was fighting totally different battles but he met you who were the main character in the first one at certain times and decisions you made in the first one affected the second and the and then the third as well and then overall those three overlaps created an, a story and in japan those scenarios were released and everything was hunky-dory and it's regarded as one of the best rbgs ever but in the west they were never released so they had to right. alter the ending of the first one. 
and it felt re- kind of incomplete as a result. And I just I wonder if they'll try and pull something like that with Final Fantasy VII, and think, that maybe yeah. the first episode will have a real ending. It's just episodes two and three will be different perspectives on the story that will all come together in some way. Yeah, I think uh, the, just knowing the way that Final Fantasy VII plays as a game and like the story, um, I, there are definitely breaking points that would make sense for episodes. It's just making them like interlock correctly, I guess. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it's really obvious to see where you end certain, like like you said, there's definite moments where it's like, ah, there's a good punctuation points, yeah. moment. There's a good mm-hmm. next time moment. The problem is, is that mechanically, what the hell do you do to make that work? And that's the, <clears throat> the biggest thing about all uh, games like that. You, you not only have to keep people coming back for the story part, which is 100% the reason why they come back in an episodic game. Sure. Um, yeah. But also mechanically, have to give them something fun to be like, well, that was enjoyable. I may play that again before the next one comes out to see what different options there are. That's why I don't like those games. Yeah, it's... They're just boring at that point. It's like, why am I even playing? Like, a game could just play itself. But because it's, it's is... like practically a, like a little show you're watching. And this is why I'm, con- I'm convinced my experience... Because people... I've always heard people say that they did not like the end of Life is Strange. Like, they just didn't like the end. But my experience with that game, because I played it all in one sitting, I think was different. And that the way yeah. the story flowed for me, I was fine with the way it ended because I saw all the signs pointing to it. And it wasn't like, oh, well, it, I've waited X amount of months and a year for this entire thing to be released. So now I'm angry that I put all this time into it. Or me, Dodger and I didn't spend like nearly as much time as that. No. We just went through it and we're like, oh, well, now the story is done. And this is, this is cool. So I think my experience with it was way different than most people's experiences. But I have that same feeling with uh, the Telltale games. Like, I, I, the only Telltale game that I did not, or I have not played after everything was released was the Game of Thrones one. Hated it. <clears throat> Hated it. Which because- is interesting because, like, I think the, the ending of the first episode of the Game of Thrones title was considered to be, like, not only very appropriate to Game of Thrones, but also like, oh, this is a classic Telltale cliffhanger. But I heard that it fell off a cliff after that. I, and weirdly enough, I didn't play the rest of it either. Even though, like, after the first one, like, wow, what a what a fucking <clears throat> ending. Holy shit. But for some reason, that didn't compel me to play the rest of it. Uh, and I think a lot of it came down to that online negativity. Because I thought, all right, I'll wait for all five episodes. But then by the time I got there... I heard people dragging on, dogging on it so much. I was just like, well, I guess I won't bother then. Let's let's just leave it on that cliffhanger. That was good. That was a good two-hour chunk of Game of Thronesy shit. Let's just leave it at that, I suppose. Um, I wish... I, 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 I honestly wish that I had not played it immediately because I'm such a big Game of Thrones nerd and just waited. Yeah. Because I know it would have had a better experience with it had I played it all Probably, yeah. Yeah. But because I was waiting and the bits that I got, I was like, that was not like that two hours was not worth the wait. That was garbage. But had it been a giant eight hour, 10 hour game chunk, then I would have come away from it differently. And I know that because that's what I do when I watch Netflix shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I'd, I'd throw a couple of other things in this category that are a little bit different to that. Uh, there was a weird release. It was, I think it was this year called 8-Bit Armies and it was by petroglyph who are like some of the ex westwood guys and they've released like a bunch of games that have done middlingly okay like they haven't had a big hit but they're they're kind of 
uh, trucking along, and they made uh, this really simple Command and Conquer esque game that was like this play. If you play Command and Conquer, you know how to play this immediately. And they did it with pretty simple, blocky graphics. I wouldn't call it eight bit by any stretch, but they, that's how they branded it for some reason. And it came out with only one army, which to me was the dumbest thing imaginable because you mean honestly, like one unit set. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like one. Okay. Yeah, one set of units. And they were very generic as well. Like, it was like tank, helicopter, infantry, grenade infantry, all that kind of thing. And it had a little campaign and everything, and that was cool. But at the time it came out, I was like, oh, God. Like, I I get where you're trying to go with this, and it plays fine. But because you don't have the gameplay variety right out of the box, I don't care. So I didn't play it. Now, they've actually released three games as part of this series that all work together. 8-bit armies, 8-bit hordes, and 8-bit invaders. Uh, invaders looks so good yeah invaders is very sci-fi b-movie-esque uh so it's got two factions like a sort of robot faction alien faction 8-bit hordes is warcraft basically it's got a humans elves dwarves faction and a kind of orc undead faction and you can play all six now they they added a second faction to 8-bit armies as free dlc and then they released those other two so there's now six armies and they can all play together. So you can play the aliens versus the dragons and shit like that. And which is kind of neat. Uh, that was a game where I felt like, oh God, this is, even though you released this as a complete product, it clearly wasn't. Right. And I don't know if that was the best idea. And maybe you sort of shot yourself in the kneecap before you even got out of the gate here. But now I definitely want to play invaders and also experience big battles with the six different factions and see the orcs fighting the tanks, fighting the alien battleships and shit. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, so Invaders just came out a couple of weeks ago, so I, I want to dip back into that now. Because as far as I'm concerned, now that's done. You know, that's a complete experience. So that was something a little bit different. Um, I don't know if if this counts, because it's not... One that I was thinking of was um, Divinity Original Sin 2. Okay. Um, I, I, so that sounds like it does count, yeah. Yeah, because like they they let you play the whole first part of the game. Um, I wasn't sure if it counted because it's not like technically an early access. It's not like you can play as much of the game as you want. Yeah, Um, it's just got a very long demo essentially. Right. Um, But we had a lot of fun with it, and I was thinking to myself, you know, if they were if they were to say, oh, you can play a little bit more of the game now, but the game still isn't released, I don't know that I would want to. You'd want to just wait for the whole thing now. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, we had a lot of fun playing it, but it really sucked to be like, oh, we can't do anything else. <laughs> like, it yeah. it would have been... I'm glad that we played it, but I would love for us to come back to it at a time when, like, the sky's the limit, you yeah. know? That seems like the way to go with a game like that as well. Yeah. I felt I felt the, that way with Grim Dawn this year, actually, as well. Uh, when that... I think that went to Early Access, like, last year, but I thought, okay, I'll try it, and I realized okay, I'm going to run into the end of this early access version of Act 1. Like, the end of Act 1. And if I get into this as a... It's because, it's you know, it's a loot game. It's a hack and slash loot game. It's Diablo-esque. If I get into this, I'm going to want to keep playing, and you're not going to let me. So, to me, I was like, oh, right, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole until it's finished then. Weirdly enough, I lost interest in it over that time, which I think is a bit of a risk of doing it that way. Yeah. Because they, you know, they definitely released that in chunks, which to me was not probably the way to go with an rpg of any sort really even if it is just a hack and slash where the story is not as important 
I'm trying yeah. to think of like early access wise. I haven't tried Astroneer yet. I know a lot of people <laughs> have said it's so fun. But Holy is that shit. is that a game that will go into that category for you, or is is there enough no. there? <laughs> that game, no, that game doesn't it? count as okay. part of that for me because it's pre-alpha and it already has so much stuff in it that I feel like I can just play it. Um, That's fair. Yeah, they're you know they're they're in the phase where they're constantly adding stuff in, so it's really fun to play right now. Um, honestly, the only problems that I ran into consistently were physics problems, which right. can sometimes be horrible. But like overall, very very fun game. That's so. cool to hear. I might I might give it a try then on that basis. Uh, mm -hmm. I was avoiding it just because of that. <laughs> I heard a lot of really good feedback. Like yeah, it sounds great. And to me, it actually sounded like something I would enjoy. Yeah. It's like hey, about setting up like industry on a planet. It's like that's up my alley. That's that sounds like a game for me. But it ain't done yet. Like what if I run into what if I run into that limitation? You know, what if I run into that darkest dungeon sort of situation? You know, <laughs> right. I mean, that was a game I definitely came back to when it was mm -hmm. done. You know, that, that, there's one that really got me back. Uh, Offworld Trading Company was the same, actually. I played the early version of that. Weirdly enough, like the final version didn't really add that much to the base game, but it added like the full campaign and the daily challenge modes and all that shit to it, which that is a really fucking good game. I don't know if I could call it Overlooked this year. I don't think it was really Overlooked. It was just kind of niche. Because yeah. really, you know, how many people are going to play a strategy game that's just about earning money on Mars through, like, resource <laughs> mining and shit? But it's really good. Like, it's it, it's all about fucking over your opponents. Like, you get, uh, you get access to the best minerals first, and you t take that claim. And if somebody takes it first, you can sabotage it. And, like, you can cause their workers to rebel or send in space pirates to steal their shit and everything. That... It's really good. That's a that's a great game that I I dip into that every couple of weeks, like, and I play one of the daily challenges and realize how fucking awful I am at it. It's that's really good though. I I like that one. It's worth a look. I, I'm gonna ask one other thing, Dodger, because I know you've played this Slime Rancher. Yeah. Does that fall in this category, or do you feel like that's good enough content right now to justify it? Um, I enjoy Slime Rancher. I think I would like to wait until it's done. Um, I, I understand what the game is and I know where they're going with it, but there are, there are times where I'm playing it and I think to myself, oh, it doesn't have this. Well, maybe they'll add that in later. Um, so I, I think that I'll have a better experience, like knowing my limitations once the game is complete. Sure. You know, that's that's one of the things about early access that winds up being frustrating sometimes is, man, I really wish that the game had this, but I feel like I can't complain because they might be planning on putting that in. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if the game is out and you still don't have that, you can be like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But even <laughs> then, this. at this point, like, it, does that even count anymore? Because we have we've seen so many like big features introduced in games that are out, as it mm. were, that that's it's true. like really does does the release feature set matter that much like you know there's no real reason like, why it could be added i feel like you are more justified in mentioning it oh totally yeah yeah you know because because if you're playing an early access game and you're like man it really sucks that they don't have this then immediately the first response is well i mean it is an alpha or well i mean it is early access and yes. it's like no i get that but like i'm just saying 
I would like to have that. <laughs> yeah. And then post-launch, it's like, what the fuck? Why didn't you have this? Especially yeah. if you advertise oh, man, you that feature. Have this. this seems so obvious to include in this game. Yes. Yeah, you're totally right. Cool. Anything else anyone's got on this? So I want to move on. All right, let's move on then. All right, d come on, Jesse. You've got to do this. We promised we'd do this category. Boobies. 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 Best boob physics. Easy. I can think of four off the top of my head. They're all <laughs> of course obvious. you can. Um, Two pairs. Yeah, I right. had more written down, but I can't find my damn document. Anyway, um, best boob physics. First, we have to give a shout out to the game Haiti, which is insane, insane game. It's I'm sorry, like what game, game is this? H-A-Y-D-E-E. <clears throat> oh, that. Oh, like, God. I forgot that existed. Fuck. A weird robot with insane boob butt physics that make no sense. <laughs> the game that actually seems like it's pretty good like it's yes. a first person sort of puzzle metroidvania -esque thing and yet for some reason you play titty robot butt robot yeah you play as a robot that just for some reason has a boob and butt has boobs and butts what? big big of both uh, that's yeah, like oh. part of the main marketing for the game and yet like the right. game itself isn't <clears throat> trash like it's not garbage it's actually a good First-person puzzle-esque kind of thing. This is the way they went. Maybe to sell some things, but God bless. It's so Gets silly. attention. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, and it's not like, wow, those look super real. Like, that, that's spot-on physics. It's like one move, and they're like... <laughs> well, I mean, it's a robot. Yeah, I, you know. I guess. Yeah, it's, all, it's not real boobs. It's all like, I don't know, circuits and silicone. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next, I... We have to give a shout out to Dead or Alive Extreme Three. Oh uh, God! Every every iteration they deliver, every titteration. Nah. They yep. And, uh, <laughs> Terrible video game. Phenomenal boobs and butts. Wait, um, did part of that game come out in 2016? Yes, 2016 yeah. Extreme Three. So what happened with that? There was there some weird shit going on with that. That uh, it, I believe. They said they weren't going to release it in the West. Right. Um, and the reason <laughs> this has started one of the, probably the biggest non controversies of the year, I guess, uh, that they said the reason they wouldn't do it is because of the West's attitudes towards uh, boobs and butts. And that basically they said the West was too, too prudish, gotcha. essentially. Uh, and this got public and it caused a huge argument online as a result of that. It was a very limited release. Uh, yeah, it was on Team Ninja's Facebook page. They said they wouldn't release it in Western territories. And then it, it, they said it was due to cultural differences. Like, the president of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios actually commented on this. Sh uh, Sh Shuhei Yoshida. Yeah, Yoshida. Well, let's go with that. It's due to cultural differences. The West has its own thinking about how to depict women in games media that's different from Japan. The response is the decision not to distribute. Um, and it's like, it was it was nuts because the the guys who made Honey Pop offered Tecmo Koei a million dollars for distribution rights in North America, and the company uh, it was it Play Asia made a uh -huh. shit ton of money importing it because the Japanese version not only was it fully localized in English, that it ran just there's no region lock on it, so oh, they just what? imported shit ton of <laughs> yeah, so they made a ton of money selling this. Uh, to, because of all of this controversy, they sold a ton of this. Uh, and, I mean, the game sucks. 
there's no there's no real doubt about they, it. Like, they all sucked. I mean, it's not like they were. Ever uh, good. I don't know. I, uh, I, am I about to defend Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball One on Xbox? Because so. I, I might so. be. <laughs> Look, I hope you are. Look, the, I had a lot of fun with the first one. <laughs> yeah, the the first one, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, was as fucking. You know, it was fan servicey as you think it would be, but it was still a fun kind of beach volleyball game. It actually came out 13 years ago. Holy fuck! Yeah, 2003 for that one. Shit, it, dude. It would. The thing is, like, since then, it's become way more fan servicey and way less about the the little uh, the, the 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 volleyball for one thing, and like the mini games. It became more of a weird dating sim and sort of weird interact with the girls, take photos of the girls. Date, but Unlock don't not bikinis date that are basically not yeah. clothing. Yes, uh, it became more of that. You know, it just became a sort of fan service indulgence thing. Whereas the original one was actually a beach volleyball game, yeah. and yeah. it, yeah. Well, it wasn't bad. It's Dead or Alive Extreme Three. Not yeah, they don't call it that anymore. They don't call it volleyball anymore because it basically isn't. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, you could certainly say they put a lot of detail into it. Let's just put it that way. PlayStation Vita and PlayStation Four releases for that. Um, very dumb to me not to release it or uh, in in the West. Like the the controversy generated around it was completely pointless. It's like uh, girls in bikinis. Yeah, we totally don't accept that in the West. Like, <laughs> what? No, come on. This, it's not some weird fucking ass hentai game. It's just it's girls in bikinis. The island not... is made of tentacles. Ah, and the, ah. And the girls are monsters, but also not. Uh, uh, it's also, not that. It's, I don't know. Weird. Also in this category, we have to give it to uh, King of Fighters 14. Even though no one played that game, every <laughs> year, Mai comes out in her weird red outfit and giggles her boobs in front of the camera. So, yo, uh, the best Fatal Fury and King of Fighters character. Anyway, the winner, though, by far, by far, the winner has to be Street Fighter V. It's gonna, uh, gonna give it to that. Although, weirdly enough... That a lot of that comes down to worse boob physics because during the beta there was a bug. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now this bug uh, was as a it was very strange. It caused I think the player on uh, the player two like on the right, right. their if they were playing a female character their breasts went a wall. They went crazy like they like, yeah all over the place. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere all over the place. Yeah, oh, it, yes, good. I don't just, know that we ever got a reason for why that was. It was a weird glitch. Yeah. Just a, it was a weird glitch in the E3 build. Uh, the people... Of I mean, all of the things. <laughs> yeah. It was so strange. I, I, I say people got mad over it. About three people did or whatever. But there was articles about it. And Capcom was like, oh, no, no, this is a bug. This is not how it's supposed to be. But it was literally only player two. Only player two. It didn't happen on the left side. Only on the right. Huh. It, and it only happened, I think, during the intro screens, the versus screens. It didn't happen in the actual game itself. Yeah, where they show up and they're like, "I'm gonna challenge." I'm gonna you. do a poll. I'm gonna do a pose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they just they they escaped. They would just they wouldn't stop. She did the pose, and the boobs were like, "I got my own dance, and I'm gonna start that now." And you're gonna wait for me to be me to be done before Nobody we get in tell there. Nobody tells our Mika's boobs what to do. <laughs> no, apparently not. Uh, yeah, but I mean, also the inclusion of Laura and her like constant underboob like just nailed it she's got a lot of, a lot of things going on a lot of different places Laura is bay she's best character 
Uh, first off, it's always jury, but whatever. We'll move on from that. because I think, you, I think you meant Laura, but it's okay. A lot of people mispronounce her name. Jesse's obsession with that scrawny, evil woman is uh, strange. Oh not, my god, that strange. is a boob glitch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Eric. Yeah, I'm just, just, uh, just doing some research here. I'm now educated on the topic. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That is... Uh, that's definitely my number one. There are other games I had on a list somewhere, but those are the only ones I can remember. So we'll, we'll leave it there. But trust me, there was plenty of boob physics this year. Shout out to the industry for keeping it going. <laughs> there we go. There's your category. All right, let yeah. us uh, move on. Let's get the rest of these finished and then we can make shit up for the next couple of hours not that yes. i've been doing that anyway yeah. uh, <laughs> where is it best soundtrack yeah let's let's do raddest Ooh. it's raddest soundtrack oh i'm sorry i'm sorry raddest yeah. soundtrack in fact i'm gonna put that in caps so there we Radagast. go raddagast soundtrack raddagast soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> dark wave i imagine just, just <laughs> yeah. weird fucking dark wave That's <laughs> some ambient bird sounds indeed yeah. Good bird sounds. Um, okay, my nomination for Radis soundtrack is Fury. I thought it might be somehow. Yeah, I figured that that, you... that made it on my arbitrary awards list. Like it is extremely good. So good. Remember that music pops up in the rotation while I'm just listening to Spotify. I'm like, yes. <laughs> mm. It is good. No doubt about that. Mm. Does it match up to Doom's soundtrack though? <laughs> oh my god that's all people have talked about all week is how good doom soundtrack was it's because it fucking is it's so good it, there's not a bad track on there and i mean we got reminded of that nice at the end of the year when we watched the game awards and it was mostly shit with the exception of uh mick gordon's performance I, i've got to say though i'm gonna fucking rag on the crowd for a second yes Oh, because, shit. Uh, they were enthusiastic i'll give them that they didn't just stand there being like what's this thank fuck you know they actually were into it here's the thing when someone's on stage playing this heavy shit who is playing some really nice down-tuned dirty metal fucking face melting riffs what you do not do is that fucking eminem slow patting hand motion that every that people do at certain. Don't tell them how to dance, TV. I'm going to assume. There you go. That Jesse's doing it. Yeah, you do not do that at at, at the stage. No, no, <laughs> you don't. Tell me how to enjoy music. I Total will. Bullshit. There are oh, only let's, let's there are several ways that are acceptable, and that is not it. That's not let's one take of a them. Self-deprecating look at just most concerts in general. If you look <laughs> at the crowds in most concerts, it is the silliest, lamest thing you've ever seen. You're like, yeah. God, is that what I look like when, I, when I'm when i in like the front? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're doing it. Like no one looks good at a concert. It's, it's, pe it's petting an imaginary dog is what it is. Slowly petting an imaginary dog. That That is not the way to respond to metal at all. I don't think it's <laughs> the way to respond to any music, really. Oh, even you know it, it's used it happens a lot with rap gigs I'm like i don't why why are you doing that stop it <laughs> so i'm gonna get down to that. <laughs> yeah, get all you know jumping around you, you know throwing your hands up in the, the air way cool people but like to enjoy music the slow petting <laughs> of, co of course i'm elitist oh i'm telling i'm telling you how you should enjoy music because you're doing oh. it wrong <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get in the pit, guys. You gotta get out in that pit. 
Oh, I'd love to see a pit at Game Awards. That'd Sounded be like hilarious. a super. Throw the, oh, yeah. throw the shick Hydrobot in the middle of the pit. Oh my god! Stop! Stop my glasses, guys! See how many people glasses. get cut by that razor. How much of a safety razor is it? By the way, you sounded like you were a metal music stoner. You're just like these like mad riffs, like they don't appreciate. Uh, <laughs> hey, you want to talk? Hey, you want me to talk about metal subgenres for three hours? I can do it. I'm doing, motherfucker. Don't tempt me. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, sure. Fury's good. Yeah, Fury's good. Ah. Uh, Let It Die has mm. a fantastic yeah. just like, J-pop soundtrack that yeah. I could listen to all day. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, um, it's not, Madden it's not all 17. There's a Madden 17 soundtrack. Oh, fuck great, yeah. uh, some great tracks. Such uh, as? Can you name even one of them? Uh, I Can Make It Bounce. <laughs> <laughs> really? Can we do, we're just going to take that out of context. Just post that. No, Look it, up. I can make it bounce. Yeah, I can make it bounce. Lol Wayne. Look that one up on the two. Lol tubes. Wayne. Lol uh, Wayne. Yes. And it's like I can make it bounce by myself. After really? That, that, that's a masturbation euphemism, after, really, isn't it? If you hear that a few times and it loops over and over, it's in your head. It's stuck. All right. There. Well, I'm not, not so sure about that. that. <laughs> a little bit better. Uh, definitely 100% Hyperlight Drifter. Yep. Um, oh, Hyperlight Drifter has great music it's too. Amazing. Uh, Thumper. Yeah, yeah. The music in that game is 99% of the game. Like that's it's got, well, it's gotta be. Yeah, you know, kind of a rhythm esque, right, rhythm esque, racy game. Yeah, you're like a little magical get... scarab, and you fight giant, weird monsters and shit in space. And it's dope. The Melts your cool. eyes. Put that in VR, you will you will lose your mind. You will not want to take it off. Um, well, you might with the pain and such. I guess, but, I guess yeah. that's true. Uh, I honestly, I would say in a different direction because most of the things we've selected so far have been like really like boom, 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 boom. In a different direction, um, Firewatch had a good soundtrack. Sure, yeah, uh, in that one. <laughs> um, Very understated that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Bound is another good example of a great. I didn't like the game, but the soundtrack's very, very good. Yeah, I, I didn't play it. I heard it was quite the looker, but as soon as you actually played the fucking thing, that it was a bit of a disaster piece. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of control issues in a game that's based on control. That's um, not ideal. No. Uh, I mean, I'll throw yeah. um, even though it's kind of a. I don't know because I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to assume if it's anywhere near as good or if it uses the same music as the original Res did, the uh, Res Infinite on PlayStation VR. I don't know if it uses, uses new music, but if it's anything like the original Res, the soundtrack to that was fucking incredible. And that, that was like something that built up over the course of each level that you went through. It started off yep. very, very basic and you contributed to the soundtrack by shooting shit. You know, it was kind of very rhythmic in that respect. Uh, so I can't imagine that Res Infinite has a bad soundtrack. Uh, because I'm still going to continue to hype this game up. The soundtrack to Oxenfree, while very ambient, is like perfect. It's the perfect soundtrack for that game. So uh, definitely put that on the list. I thought Owlboy had good music too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Civ 6. Civ 6, yeah. That, That's absolutely yeah. true. Not the sort of soundtrack, like, I wouldn't sit down and listen to that soundtrack, but when you're building an empire, that's exactly... You want your fucking uh, historical music and uh, stuff yeah. that's culturally appropriate for that game, because that and suits also, the environment of it. For the first time in a Civ game, the music told you who was winning. 
It, it oh. does, yeah. It the, actually yeah, does. Because the music would change based on the uh, nation or civilization that was leading. So I could always tell when Russia was winning because suddenly you have like, so, like, even though there was different versions of it, you have the, you know, the future version of the song and the like. There's old a, yeah, version. there's a bunch you of different ones. Different yeah, like every... era interpretations of stuff that like, um, is it Scarborough Fair? Like especially if you're playing England, like you'll hear different versions of Scarborough Fair throughout the years and everything. That's really cool. Yeah, and if you're winning, you'll hear your song, and if you're losing, you'll hear whoever's winning song. And that's something I didn't pick up on right away. And I was like, why am I as America hearing freaking Russian songs? Uh, that's a hilarious joke now, but when playing the game, Arr. it's not so funny because you're losing. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's like they're actually 300 years ahead of you technologically and culturally, <laughs> like, oh, but you know, yeah. <laughs> oops, that's unfortunate. Oops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> that's I think that's a really clever use of a soundtrack there. Yeah, some re there was some really good shit this year in that regard. Yeah, the music. I mean, I'm I'm and even though it came out the very very end. I fundamentally believe the soundtrack of Final Fantasy 15 was amazing. Like, just maybe the best part of that game. Hands down, maybe the best part of that game. I was watching you fight some giant fish thing, and I'm like, this is Skyrim. Like, this music <laughs> is Skyrim. Music is good, yeah. It, it, it has that level to it. Now, it's weird because the, the, the two songs that... For some reason, the two songs that play when you fight Leviathan and Titan, uh, those two songs, the back, like, track melody... I'm waiting for someone to combine that with Skyrim because it, I think it might be the exact same thing. If you just put those two together, you have literally the most epic song ever created. It sounded so very I, inspired. Let me put it that way. I mean, you literally become a super saiyan during the Leviathan fight. So <laughs> you fly around and throw magic bolts of swords at people. So it's, it's definitely a, uh, I, I thought the music was, was really, really fun. Um, there, yeah. This year, there were a lot of really, really great games that had phenomenal soundtracks. Uh, so, yeah, in chat, even No Man's Sky had good music. That was the only good bit of it. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no One's Sky had great chat, music. Dad. Yeah, No Man's Sky had great music. That's a, that's a, that's, it's an interesting thing that this year music was really heavily focused on. But shout out to all the composers out there because that's what made 90% of the games I played worth it. Oh, yeah. I was always interested in diving into a game to see if it had something really cool that would end up on my playlist for yeah. the longer than the time that the game actually interested me for. And most of the time, yeah, probably would. I'll give um, I'll give a bit of a nod to Battlefield 1's music as well, as I'm not a huge fan oh, of the game, yeah. but yeah. some really cool like interpreters. You know, I always, I always look forward to every time a new Battlefield game comes out to see how they're going to spin the good old Battlefield theme. That motif that's been in every Battlefield game, yeah. And I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by this year's interpretation of it. There's, you know, there's ups and downs, but it's always a good theme. You know, everyone knows that theme, the one that starts with da 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 da, you know, that one that is in every Battlefield game ever. And there were some really cool versions of it. I think there was some um, Bad Company One. There was a track called "The Drums of Battlefield" that was they just did that on drums. Like right. and it was like, whoa! This is um, this is an amazing interpretation of that. And I know well, when they I were liked the uh, the version they did with um, oh my god, the white stripes version that they had this year was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was good. The At least we've got. Army is a good song for World War One. Yeah, that works. 
So I'm kind of I'm kind of glad we've got away from the modern battlefields that were like we're going to take the theme and make it more and more dubstep every year. It's like, <laughs> yeah, every stop. It's like this sounds like you just threw a field recorder in a dishwasher and turned it on full cycle. That's not a music. It's like what? Now it's a lawnmower. That's not an instrument. What what are you doing? I, I will get... can be an instrument TV. Oh, is that my musical elitism showing through again? All right. Yeah. Thank you for setting me in my place on that one. That's the yeah, real no metal. That's the real metal TV. <laughs> metal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you say that. I have several albums of pirate metal. <laughs> Death is Beak. It like pirate metal? Death Beak. No, their lead singer is a parrot. I was going to say, he said parrot, right? Not I pirate. Did say, I did say pirate. No, pirate metal's easy. There's shit tons of pirate metal right. bands. No, parrot, parrot metal, metal is, parrot is metal. the true no. art. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about parrot metal, you know, right. which we're talking about Deathbeak, which is the world's first parrot metal band. And uh, let me just, I just want It's actually out. not Deathbeak, it's Hatebeak. Sorry, <laughs> got completely confused between the two. Hatebeak, Deathbeak is not real. Hatebeak, on the other hand, is. Classic mix up. Yeah, they have uh, four albums. Uh, Beak of Putrefication, uh, Bird Seeds of Vengeance, The Thing That Should Not Beak, and Number of the Beak. I just I just want to point out that over the past month or so, I have been introduced to a band called Necrogoblicon. Oh, you now know of them. Okay. And I'm just like, oh, it's a goblin-themed heavy metal band. All right. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, yeah, I, I feel like anything can... Metal is where the themes exist. If you're going to be something... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's when a goblin-themed heavy metal band is fairly standard that you know that the yeah. genres got really interesting. Guys, I really love Hatebeak. <laughs> uh, there you go. I've now introduced you to Hatebeak. Um, I really, I love it. I clicked through a couple songs out. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it, there are three. There are three piece. It's uh, Blake Harrison from Pig Destroyer, and Mark Sloan on guitar and bass, and Waldo the Parrot on vocals. <laughs> They did a collab record with K9us, which is the first death grind band formed with two pitbulls as vocalists. Uh, as Basil and Budgie the Pitbull. Uh, unfortunately, one of them died in 2011. No! Which sucks. Uh, <laughs> I'm so invested! Yeah, they're actually both dead now. Both dogs are dead. No! Hey, hey, the parrot's still alive, though. Oh, as far God. as I'm aware. Yeah, they actually they put a new died. album out in 2015. So hate beak survives at least. These are so funny. That bird's just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking shredding in the background. Of the <laughs> metal's so best, metal's best music genre. And if you don't believe me, you don't know what we're talking about. Oh, Simple as that. That's so funny. I can't wait for the game that gets inevitably scored by them. That'll be perfect. I hope it's the Hotful Boyfriend sequel. Perfect. Ideal. Oh my god. Metal Love camp. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello there. Oh my God! Yes, it's it's band camp. Everybody goes to band camp. <laughs> and Hate Beak is there. <laughs> yes. Famous band Hate Beak. Uh, yes. All right. At the end of the camp, you're performing for Hate Beak. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh dear. Oh, yeah. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll do some more categories that we made up for our made up dumb award show that you take too seriously. Here's someone you should take seriously, our sponsor for the show, squarespace.com slash co-optional. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> oh, no.
It's 2017, and the worst year in human history has finally come to an end. 52 weeks of utter misery that we will never forget. Horrific events such as the invasion of Finland by the cult of Azathoth, the complete destruction of the West Indies as it was swallowed up by a larger-than-average whale, and the devastation wrought upon untold millions of Americans by the release of Fergie's single MILF. It has been a truly awful year for humankind, but there is one thing that stands head and shoulders above everything else as a true disaster, the memory of which will live on forever. Yes, I am talking about your terrible website. Your terrible website is responsible for every failure that you have experienced in your life. It is responsible for crushing your hopes, dreams and aspirations. After just one viewing of your terrible website, seabirds give up flight plummeting to their deaths in the icy waters below. Just the knowledge that your terrible website exists has created untold numbers of doomsday cults all over the globe. The sweet embrace of death's eternal slumber is not enough to escape your terrible website. It transcends space and time. It is the Alpha and the Omega. It may have existed before the universe began. It may be the reason that it ends. However, we are now in 2017. And this is a year of fresh starts, a year of new beginnings, a year of hope in which literally anybody, no matter how seemingly incompetent, unqualified and totally unsuited to the job, can rise to greatness. Cast off the shackles of your terrible website and forge a legacy anew with squarespace.com slash cooptional. Squarespace lets you create a website for whatever you'd like. Are you a small businessman? That's only because of your terrible website. With squarespace.com slash cooptional, you can become a huge businessman in an incomprehensibly small amount of time. Simple to use, but with powerful results, Squarespace can create your professional-looking, easy-to-browse website that's compatible with practically any device imaginable. Do you want to showcase your artistic vision? Do it with a website on Squarespace. Do you have a fantastic product that you'd like to sell to the world? Squarespace's e-commerce tools provide secure, powerful functionality with no experience required. You can even get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional. Stand out from the crowd with a domain name from Squarespace. It's like installing yourself as the god-appointed dictator of your very own country, only without the pesky invasions and basic human rights requirements. 2016 was terrible, and it was all your fault. Make 2017 better by creating your new, cleaner, faster website on squarespace.com slash cooptional. Break the infinite cycle of soul-crushing despair that makes the heat death of the universe sound like a sexy party and set up your much better website today. Squarespace, set your website apart. Or you can accept the apocalyptic embrace of Azathoth. Finland has. It can't be all that bad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. You heard songs by Miracle of Sound there from his new album, Level 7. Go and check it out, miracleofsound.bandcamp.com. Or go check out his YouTube channel. There's some songs on there too. Go buy his album. It's really, really, really good. And Gav's our friend and has been on the show before. And we will happily shill for him forever. 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 Uh, forever. Forever. All right. Yay. Okay. Let's move on, shall we, with some more topics? We've got. There's a, I think there's a couple more we had on our list before we start making shit up. Oh, I don't yeah, know why we have this this topic. Um, fuck, it's more 16-bit <laughs> bullshit. What? Oh yeah. I I think like a few weeks ago when we were discussing this, for some reason we came up with this topic. Fuck, it's more 16-bit bullshit. 
Um, it was because uh, I felt like every time we looked at the release lists, you were like, "Oh, it's another 16-bit game. Move on." I'm trying to figure out was it yeah. was it like was this a uh, category for stuff we'd actually played and liked the in this that was like, "Oh, it's retro style." I don't know. I think I jokingly was just like, "We should have one about all of the 16-bit games," and then you named it "Fuck, it's more 16-bit bullshit." <laughs> I just don't know what the point of the category was. I uh, feel like right. point this out, but you didn't really think through that you haven't really played any of the 16-bit bullshit games. That's There's true. nothing I to like. Play them. I mean, that, that's that's kind of the problem, isn't it? It's like we pointed it as like, ah, the retro-inspired thing. But I, I think I think the point of it was to be a category of like, uh, oh, did we play any good sort of retro-ish titles this year of some right. description? Uh, which is unfortunately I mean, a pretty boy. bad category because we, most of us don't play those but oh yeah you could count owlboy uh did is this is just the owlboy appreciation category isn't it yeah i don't know owlboy's pretty good i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i played recently um one shot um, is is super pixely and i've liked that game a lot i mean yeah, uh, th there's that. I mean, you you played Pony. I mean, you played a bunch of like weird bullshit games this year, Jesse. Had a Pony Pony yeah, Island is very retro. Those those count as weird bullshit games. Like those were delivery methods, right? Like to, to hide the weird. Like Pony Island, the game is a weird bullshit method to hide the real game inside of it, right? Right. So I don't know if that particularly counts because it's just the easiest way to do that. Because there's actually in there other versions of pony island there's a 3d version of it there's like a game boy version of it so there's different versions of the game hidden in it um i think there's there's a lot of man i'm trying to remember stardew valley stardew valley ah there we go yeah. does that count i yeah. mean it's kind of like a 16-bit it so. looks it's yeah it's super nintendo-esque i mean it was supposed to look like harvest moon right mm. yeah that's definitely counts then i think that's the only one i played um, <laughs> i liked kingdom this year which is very 16 -bit. Oh, oh yes yeah. i loved kingdom i yeah. tried to like that I, I i gave it a uh play after they released the new lands expansion redo thing um mm. and i don't know just i i felt like that wasn't enough for me to do uh i think because you just you're riding around your horse it's a repetitive as the game yeah, yeah. yeah and you you sort of gradually range out further and further to find more cash and then you just spend that cash on dudes and bits of your base that sit around working independently without you doing anything but huh. uh, yeah. i think that's i didn't find that very compelling like, i understood the principle of like it's this kind of survival game but that what you had to do yourself as the player i found to be just horribly boring yeah that's fair um, yeah, it's one of those games where, where I enjoyed it, but you can definitely see what's wrong with it. Like, when your guards go to the wrong side, they're like, no, they're clearly coming from the other side. They're like, we'll defend over here, sir. Like, uh, yeah, so there's... But I still enjoyed the hell out of it, and it definitely qualifies. Um, I throw a Halcyon 6 in there as one that looks like... Absolutely. That, that's very sort of old-school retro-looking, uh, but very... Uh, do I call it modern mechanics? I don't know. I don't think so. Like, you know, there were plenty of... I think it calls back a lot to XCOM, uh, and it also calls back a lot to JRPGs. Like, the combat system is a JRPG combat system. It's a squad-based, you know, you've got a speed and energy meter, 
you have a squad of ships or a squad of dudes and they have a squad of ships or a squad of dudes and you use your regular abilities or your special abilities that are on cooldown and all that kind of thing. That was yeah. very retro in many ways, but it combined it in a very modern way. I like that a lot. And the, the graphic style was endearing for that, I think. Uh, very bloody as well, I noticed, actually. When one of your red shirts gets blown up by evil fucking spike death alien that you encountered while you were excavating... Uh, part of the space station. That was the best thing about it. Like, it was like, yeah, I'm just going to empty... Because we're, we're rebuilding the space station. We just need to dig out all the junk from this uh, room right here. We could put something in it. Oh, there's a deadly death alien in here. Uh, let's a deadly just, death alien. Deadly yeah. death alien. Oh, Send in the red shirts. And they just get... They get shot and they just melt into a pile of goo and bones on the floor. That was... That was wonderful. That was really cool to watch. Uh, chat brings up Enter the Gungeon. I don't know how we didn't think of that one. That's oh, yeah. Game. I played that. Hella good. Yeah, that game was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It didn't didn't replace Isaac in your uh, Not library, even remotely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not even close. But Dude, Isaac just got a big, um, like, mod, right? expansion, but it's it's a mod. Anti-birth, I believe. Anti-birth, yeah. Because yeah. there wasn't enough content for that game. Well, at, well, that's the thing is like Anti-Birth just came out and I think Afterbirth came out today, which is the official one. We're never going to see Wait, Afterbirth came out to this Every week? Time I thought I Afterbirth had been out for months. Like, I think it's, it either came out today or it's coming I out. Saw, I just saw Afterbirth. Oh, was it just a big update? Oh. Plus? Hmm. Yeah, Afterbirth After plus. plus. Okay, right. Yeah. That that would be it then. Mm -hmm. So I was going to say, that's been around for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, it's Afterbirth Plus, yeah. You never keep track of that game. But, it's got so much content. So much stuff. I love it. Yeah, so... I'm... I don't know. People are, risk, was, risk of Rain wasn't this year, so that... No, happen. that was like two years ago. Yeah, Not even close. It, here's, the, here's the hard thing. Man, is it getting difficult to tell which games came out a year before <laughs> or the yeah. past year. Yeah. Oh my god, I... I have to like double check everything I type in. I'm like, oh, was this this year? Oh, nope. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. Hyperlight Drifter, I think, uh, definitely. I don't, it's weird because like you can, I, I think it's it's a very basic way to look at an aesthetic to say that. Yeah. Just because it's like, oh, it's got pixel art, so it's like 16 bit inspired or whatever. I don't know. I don't think Hyperlight Drifter really counts in the way that i don't think owlboy counts either you know it owlboy is pixel art yes but it's like there's no 16-bit game that was ever close to that level of detail like you'd have to even the neo geo shit and like the 32-bit 2d pixel art games weren't as detailed as owlboy uh and hyperlight drifter maybe but uh, i'd say that like that aesthetic is a lot more show you the term impressionist i don't know i didn't study art very much like the <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in that game that's less about detail, more about sure what you would call that. <laughs> more about like, oh, you would kind of interpret this, and it's very kinetic as well. You know, it, it's very much about like the movement, and the animation, rather than the right. the static detail. Um, I don't know, it, it, but you could probably toss in there. This ca this category is made up. We can put whatever the fuck we want in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a right. lot of the games people are suggesting came out in 2015. So. Yeah. Speaking of, there's a good follow-up category to that. A game we forgot even happened. Oh my god. Whew. Like, 
probably mostly at the start of the year. Like, I know a lot of people forgot that Darkest Dungeon came out in 2016 because it was very... The release was quite early in January and we felt like it, it had been around for ages because it had, you know, in early access. People bought into it in early access. Yeah. And it didn't really matter that it came out this year. And, like, early access in particular, I think, is just horribly guilty of this. Like, Starbound and Killer Killing Floor 2 are two mm. other examples of... Stuff a bit like, wait, that's out? And the reason they didn't know it was out is because it had just been languishing in early access for years, and when it finally was released, there was just like no fanfare for it at all. That's yeah. that's a big like potential downside of that business model, in my opinion. Real yeah. easy to miss a release. I really just like the release even matter, because most of the time it's not a huge update when they go to the release version. Like It's just, yeah. oh, we released... If you were playing it two weeks ago in early access, it's basically the same thing. Maybe we updated it the title screen something, or we changed the icon, but no, it's mostly the same shit. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm trying, trying to remember, remember what was on this list for me. I mean, it is a, it is a category about forgetting things, so that is understandable. <laughs> Man, there's like Overwatch. Yeah, that is, for, for us, that's definitely a game we forgot even happened this year because it happened for us in 2015. Yeah. Right. That was most of our awards last year. <laughs> yeah, it went to Overwatch. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we'd been playing it for so fucking long and people got so tired of us talking about it. And then we didn't talk about it much when it came out. People got mad at us for not doing it. <laughs> I also feel like we should include Hitman in that category as a game that came out that people sort of forgot about because it came out. Because of the release model, yeah. Yeah. Because of, uh, of the, the fact that, it, uh, yeah, I mean, a Hitman game should be a major release of any year. You know, but the way that they did it was so underwhelming from a marketing standpoint. I have to wonder how well that game did as a result of what of that business model. Yeah. I have one. What you got? Pokken. Pokken. Oh, Pokken. Yeah. Pokken tournament. Yeah. Because everybody was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be the next big fighting game." Feel true. it. And Did people really think that? Because I think yeah. they're a little silly if they thought that. Uh, I mean, in this office. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I think about the people who are in your office, and then I kind of understand that. Oh, you know, I got a good one. Unravel. Unravel came yeah. out. Did come out this year? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Unravel came out. Gerard has a box with the little, little yard in his so office. It came out this year. Everyone was so hyped at, at E3 last year. It came out, and I don't know. I think Cry is the only one out of any of the people that we talked to who played it. Mm. I just don't. And Lord knows I wanted to, but it just I, it was off my radar. I mean, I, I never really cared about it outside of the fact that the presentation was adorable. It's like... Right. I. I like the person that made it. It's like, oh, you made it. That's really cool. And the way that it was presented was... And the thing is, that stood out in a show that was, like, full of corporate bullshit, that's full of corporate bullshit every year. And I feel like we, we remembered it more as a result of that than the actual game itself. I don't think the game really had that much of an impact at all, critically or in terms of sales. I didn't even know it came out. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Like, oh, shit, dude. Fucking Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh my God. That's a good one. That's a game, but that's also because that's a game that, I don't know, was it even any good? 
No, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm biased because I, mean, I, I was never at the first one, so I don't really have a basis for comparison. People enjoyed it. It just like it had it had so little promotion around it. Like it just came out silently, and then people were going, "Wait, did that come out?" <laughs> like, yeah, it was a bizarre situation from beginning to end. I think it was a situation where like people have been crying out for Mirror's Edge sequel for ages, and this was sort of a sequel, but not. And it, they also went with the whole, we're going to make an open world, which wasn't the way Mirror's to Edge go. Mirror's Edge got ruined for me when I played the thing it... Oh my like, god, I, yeah. I think Crendor and I had the exact same <laughs> Yeah, it was like, hey, check out Mirror's Edge. We're like, okay. And then he just played it for like an hour. And I was the like... kept going. It just stop. doesn't end. <laughs> and here's the problem was, it wasn't like an hour of really exciting stuff. It was an hour of just like run on these rooftops and go meet this person <laughs> cut scene. but it wasn't like yeah. an exciting cutscene. you weren't doing anything cool it was just like it kept going and the yeah. difficulty was like you didn't run properly so you fell off a building <laughs> it's like what that's stupid <laughs> i just want if i'm trained to run on buildings this shouldn't be an issue uh yeah it was yeah. not a pleasant experience nope that um that masquerade masquerada oh uh, did that come out yeah it, it did towards the end of this came year out. And I was really excited for it to come out, and then it came out, and then it's like it just vanished from my brain. <laughs> Masquerade <laughs> Songs and Shadows, it may it is like done terribly, I think, in oh. terms of it came out in September, if you can believe that. The impact it had was just minimal. Like non existent. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's home oh, holy fuck, oh my god. If this that is if the Steam Spy numbers are correct on this, th that is a disaster. According to this, it's only sold 3,600 copies on Steam. Wait, for real? Yeah. Um, they, you know, they, they put up quite, a, uh, I don't know, there wasn't much marketing behind it, but people were like, oh, yeah. you know, Matt Mercer's voice acting in it, which to be fair is not a big draw because Matt Mercer voice acts a shitload. It's like Jennifer Hale's in it. The, here's, a, here's an interesting kind of side point. This might be a good example of why arguing that, you know, a big name voice actors don't shift units. Like, because one of their main pieces of marketing was, oh, we have Matt Mercer and Jennifer Hale. Yeah, so do like 300 other games. <laughs> right. There's, they're very ubiquitous. It, it was actually one of their features, like fully voiced tale, uh, fully voiced by VO heavyweights like Matt Mercer and Jennifer Hale. Yeah. I don't. I never buy a game on the basis of Matt Mercer or Jennifer Hale VOing anything because the chances are, if I bought a video game, they're probably in it somewhere. If any, like honestly, whenever I hear them, it's not about like, oh, can't wait for the new voice actor. It's like all of a sudden, high noon meme followed by, oh hi Jennifer Hale. Like it's, <laughs> it's the same with Steve Blum, isn't it? You know, it's like no, none of them are bad VOs, but as uh, to me, no. as soon as you hear any of them in a video game, it immediately reminds you that you're playing a video game. Yep. Because yep. you're like, oh shit, you're in 200 other things. You um, know what it is? It's exactly like in the early 2000s when you watched an anime, you were like, oh, hi, Spike Spiegel. Uh -huh. like, that's, that's exactly what it was. It was like, oh, Steve Bloom's in this. Okay. Like that's, and so now, I mean, now he's, it's a recognizable voice, but you're like beyond that meme moment. But for yeah. Matt Mercer, it's high noon, no matter what. Dude. High noon forever, yeah. Forever you're high noon. And Jennifer Hale's just the same character in everything she does. And that's what annoys me is that all these voice actors have such incredible range 
but they're always cast as the exact same. No, it's asked to be the same person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and you're like, ah, oh, okay. That sucks. Yep. Jesus. That yeah, that's a terrible sales rate for this. I actually I- can't believe that. Because playing the demo, it's like a it's like a good game. Or at least the demo was good. I yeah I I don't think they sent me code for that. Um, I wouldn't like I I imagine this game got no YouTube pres like no YouTube presence at all. I imagine um, I would imagine so. And I'm totally right on that. I look for Masquerade Songs and Shadows, and it looks like the most viewed video on it is the trailer with Matt Mercer in it on Geek and Sundry's channel because Matt Mercer's part of Geek and Sundry, and Dang. that evidently shifted nothing. Yeah, no one played this. Like, mm-hmm. nobody on Twitch, nobody on YouTube touched this with a 10-foot pole. And, Yo, you know, what? You know yeah. traditional curious. media looked at it for five minutes and then left it. Didn't oh, shift here's the problem. Ever. So I'm going through a lot of review things, trying to figure out, like, what people thought of it. And everyone, every single one of them was like, looks good, sounds good, awesome story, all this stuff. The actual gameplay is the problem. Uh, doesn't play well. Yeah, AI is all sort of wonky. Hmm. No manual saves, so you're like, it's only auto saves in an RPG, which is like, what? Yeah. So that yeah. I don't know if that was the problem though, because like, if you look at um, Met- Metacritic, only has four reviews for this game, and they're all from Holy fucking shit. nobodies, like Game World Navigator magazine. Who the Wait, fuck so is that? Real? This wasn't even Metacritic. Doesn't have reviews from like PC Gamer. No, I don't. I don't know if Post Gamer even reviewed it. Um, Ragequit.gr. Jeez, Who? Fine. RP <laughs> Gamer, and then Kill Screen, which is the website that complains about politics mostly. Like, none of these sites That's sell bizarre. games. Yeah, they. That is really weird. This is nobody touched this. Nobody, this completely flew under t- the radar. And that September thirtieth is when this came out. Like that is not even recently. That is months ago. Jesus. That's weird. That is weird. Huh. Fuck me. Yeah, it seemed like they they apparently just didn't have a person on their team who was supposed to be the reaching out person. I don't <laughs> even know if they had a PR company behind it. I do yeah. have did I did get code for this. Uh yeah, I did get code for this and it was late as fuck. Um I got code a full month after this came out. Whoa, what? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, according, according to my um my little uh, my software that I use for tracking like all my codes and promo stuff that comes in, the code came in on the 22nd of October. The game came out at the end of September. Wow. wow. So they completely missed the relevance window. So I don't know who they had working PR for this game, but evidently they fucked up hard, assuming they had anybody working PR for this game. Mm. Didn't shift a damn thing. I'm half tempted to do a video just so I can double their sales without even trying. I was was about to bring up, like, if the three of us played this game, what do you think (laughs) would happen? I mean, it depends if it's any good, you know? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I guess that's true. If there are a lot of problems with the gameplay... It wouldn't change anything. No, it wouldn't. But, but I mean, it would at least put the game in front of people because, I mean, this is just a great example of a title that looks like it had a lot of work put into it that just utterly failed on the marketing front. Yeah. Complete, I, I, I haven't seen anything this extreme from something that looks this well, we good. we definitely found our category winner. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Huh. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's so bizarre that this. And it's a Kickstarter game, too. So you figure at least Kotaku would have jumped on this shit of like, hey, the Kickstarter game's out. We're going to cover Kotaku it. UK did. Um, there's a box quote from Kotaku UK. The problem is, uh, yeah, yeah, they, it, they, they did an article saying the game's out. Uh, evidently, nobody gave a fuck. Really? <laughs> yeah, actually, I just went to the article on Kotaku.co.uk. They have, a, you know, that little widget that got down the bottom about shares and shit? Zero shares. Nobody fucking cared. <laughs> Yo, nobody. Don't show this to the, to the voice actor guild or whatever, because shit. It's... That, is, that is what, this is like, this is like the perfect example that a company could use to be like, no one cares about you as voice actors. Their VO cost wow. them. The VO for this game will have, uh, under the standard SAG after rate, without question, would have cost them more than the profit they made from selling this. Uh, Oops. That's God. not good. That's not good. Ooh. I feel so bad for them. Yes, like every part of me feels really bad for these guys. You guys feel free to make a video on it. I'm not fucking about sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to look at your game, maybe send it to me on release, not 30 days that afterwards. Is, that is weird. They send it to you months afterwards. Well, that sounds like error. the launch like didn't go as they planned. And then they're just like, let's just send some codes to these big YouTube people. Actually, that might have been what it is. Entirely possible. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah, it was, we didn't sell nearly as much as we wanted to. Let's promote the hell of it with YouTube now. It's like, yeah, you Which, want to know how you sell things? Uh, so, you know, YouTube. Get, get, yeah, Go to market before spot. release. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> they sell, they shift units. Oh my God. Uh, wow. Cool. Well, that was that. Not so cool, Look, I suppose. It's on but, my uh, list to check out now. I'm doing it. I'm yeah, going to go Feel free. It. You feel free. All right, well, that sort of burns through all of the categories that we'd made initially, so we're in uh, uncharted territory now. We can start making shit up. Uh, Crendor. This is your time that mean, to shine. That means you don't get to sit out anymore. You can, you yes. can throw a category at us. This is your time to shine. Blow us away. Give us a category, Crendor. Woo. Off the cuff. What you got? All right, off the cuff. Uh, off the cuff. Uh, all right, all right. Hold on. You've Hold had on. hours to prepare this. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it would come. All right, all right. Let's go. I have one if we need it. All right, you do <laughs> yours. I'm going to get some. I'm going to come up with something. You, For the sake of show flow, <laughs> Dodge, feel free. Um, Game that made you super angry mechanically, but oh. you still loved in the end. Well, this is going to be one fun one to type out. That made you super angry <laughs> mechanically, but, <laughs> but fuck you, Dodger. Okay, there, there we go. Uh, a game where you were like, "God, I don't think I don't think I can even say this is a good game," but I still love it. Ooh. Hell, if I played Bound, that probably would be what I thought of it, because uh, <laughs> apparently that's a shit show to play, but really amazing to look at. I, think I mostly avoid games like that. Usually, that's so, true. That's a hard. That's Normally, a, your deal breaker is bad mechanics. So. Uh, yeah, so that, that that for me is a category I probably have to sit out on. Mm. Um, Last Guardian would be in there for me. Yeah, that's uh, that yeah. was a game where I was constantly like, "What the fuck are you? Why is the camera doing? Oh my god!" Angry the entire time, and at the end of the game, I was sobbing, just like, "What a great game!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, do you mean just mechanically? No, 
Just like like you love it, even though you know that something is fundamentally wrong with it. Oh, uh, the winner for this category is Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy 15, I'm literally making a video about everything that like I would change in the game because uh-huh. straight up, there's so much that needs to be fixed. Yet I walked away from it like, God damn those boys. <laughs> I love them so much. No, and those boys love each other. They love each other so much. Right? Like that's I walked away from that just really hype about that game. And then a day later, I'm like, fuck me, there was so much wrong with that game. Yeah. <laughs> but when I beat it, I was like. All right, I love that shit. That was great. But really, when you look at it, it's it's all over the place insane. Um, fuck, Let It Die is another great example. <laughs> that game is just... But boy, are you just like, yeah, this is great. It's garbage, though. It's- <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, zero problems with that game so far. Really? I love everything about it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I fucking love that game. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like it, too. I just think that it's, like, just jank just super jank <laughs> but i love it i can i can die repeatedly over and over again and listen to the soundtrack so um i throw in every year um the wwe game the official wwe game is shit every single year it is shit Not but since n64 have they been good <laughs> It's there was a good one on PS3 and Xbox 360 called um it was uh, WWE Superstars or something because they went full on arcadey with it and they're like we're going to have these over exaggerated versions of like famous wrestlers so you can have Andre the Giant wrestle the rock wrestling Kane right. or whatever uh, and they were like all 12 foot tall and all of their finishing moves went 30 feet in the air and shit like that it was more of an arcade kind of brawler that was a fucking great game but no every time they try and be serious with it they've got this weird thing where they don't know if they want to be a sports sim game or yeah. a we know that it's fake game they're now in this weird hey. uncanny valley area where they're trying to do both at the same fucking time and it's weird <laughs> like the the latest one it's not out for PC yet. I got it on console. I, I have the two K sixteen on PC, and I did a stream of it like uh, a while ago. That was a lot of fun, honestly. But the game is shit. There's no doubt about it. The fun thing is playing out the fantasy and kind of changing the storyline yourself. Uh, they have and they have sort of ways to do that. They have like a, something called the universe mode that lets you like set matchups and give people titles. That like you can make your own titles. You can make your own intros. You can make your own characters. The big JC is still a character in my version of the game. Uh, I'm pretty sure he became like television champion at one point. I think you held the women's title at some point. Uh, <laughs> Someone's got it. Might as well be me. You can do it. You can do it. It's, but it, they're in this weird space where they're like. Yeah, this is like a real, this is real, but not real. And it's really got strange now because they're like, well, you've got to do a variety of things to get a five star match from the crowd. And they put the heel and face dynamic in, i.e. like good guy, bad guy, which is a very meta thing. You know, that's not, if you indulge, the whole point of like wrestling, as it were, is the fantasy that wrestling is real, but we all know it's not. We're all in on it. And that's what kind of makes it fun. But then this game is like simultaneously it's real, but it's not real. You're in on it, but you're not in on it. And it's fucking strange. I don't get it. I've always said wrestling is its most fun when it's its least real. When there's like... Have you seen... The old days of wrestling when it was just like 
Austin spraying people with a beer truck. All right. Undertaker coming out of the ground, out of a coffin. I'm going to tell you one thing you got to go watch. That's entertaining. You need to go watch. uh, You need to look this up on YouTube after this show. Look up the final deletion. And you should know the characters in this. Matt and Jeff Hardy. You remember the Hardy Boys? Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys, yep. They're still wrestling. They wrestle for a company called TNA now, which is barely even a company anymore that was almost bought out by Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins, but now not. It's a lot of weird shit. Matt Hardy went full on fucking insane this year, or last year, and filmed a... They filmed this mostly with drones, because fucking of course they did. They filmed what was less of a wrestling match and more of a movie-style battle with fucking movie soundtrack. Oh, is on this the, the thing that was, that was just on uh, pay-per-view recently? Uh, that, was called, that was called Total Non-Stop Deletion, which is kind of the co- continuation of this shit. They've been doing this shit for like the past six months. And it's full-on fucking insane. Yes. They, they filmed the whole thing in, in Matt Hardy's mansion in North Carolina uh, on his grounds. They fucking burn the Hardy Boy symbol in a 100-foot effigy on the fucking lawn. <laughs> there's fireworks. There's a boat. His oh two-year-old God. son is involved, and he's called King Maxwell. <laughs> yes, I've seen this. You, he, they interview him. They interview this little kid. They interview the kid. Oh, the kid had his first match about a week ago in some way. <laughs> the dilapidated boat has a name now. It's called Skarsgård. Guys die. Uh, like, <laughs> there's legitimate death. Uh, fireworks sorry. involved. WWE, you've lost me now. I'm, I'm yeah. in. I will. I would watch this shit all day. A lot of people have actually been saying this, like that they're like sick of wrestling, but they watch this because it was so fucking stupid. They did a Wait, training. So what's it called? Uh, you need to look up the final deletion. Uh, that's that's kind of the start of the whole thing. And I know, like the company, uh, I can't remember who, which like TV station TNA's on now, but they put the whole thing out for free on YouTube and to kind of promote shit. You've got to watch. It's fucking insane. All of the stuff around it. They made the drone a character. It's called Vanguard One. It projects a holographic Star Wars version of Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy yes. now speaks in a South, bad South African accent and plays the violin. It's <laughs> it, it's fucked. It's ridiculous. Oh go my look god. Up videos of Matt Hardy's son. King Maxwell. <laughs> Pop TV is the name of it. It's yeah. a little baby boy wrestling. Yeah, King Maxwell. It's- so good pretty sure the follow-up of it involved uh, like uh, their enemies spitting poison gas at them <laughs> yeah just you need you need to you need to just experience this uh, it's like a little baby hitting <laughs> people oh it's the best oh. and the worst it's simultaneously the best and the worst it's fucking terrible and hilarious at the same time but yeah that that game like all, all of the wwe games are shit like they're so bad but if you're into it enough and you start making your own characters and storylines, that's when it becomes fun. And you, you push through the jank because of that. Like, that's every year. I, mean, I feel like, like, Crendor, you probably got a ton of examples of that when played sports games. Like, every every year they bring out the same shit for the sports games and they're always jank as fuck. But people play the hell out of them. Oh, uh, yeah, like me. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, it's true. Sometimes they even remove features. To only bring them back years later. What? Yeah. So remove features and then bring those features back like a few years later and be like, brand new features, guys. <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> uh, what was the I'm janker sports like, oh, game great. you played this year? Which was the like the most fucked up one? Uh, most, well, 
Uh, let's see here. On a, I think I only played. There's NBA 2K17. Great game, except for the fact that if you want to play online with your friends. Uh, oh, so except for that major feature, it's fine. You gotta put money into it. You've got what? Well, <laughs> what do you mean? Here's, here's, gotta put money here's into the it. thing. It's one of those where it's like, you can play online with your friends as a 50 overall rated character, or you drop 20 bucks and your rating's up to like 88. What? What? How does how does this how does the rating work? What's that all about? Uh, so your rating is basically your stats. So you're like, uh, I'm a. It's like a scale of one to a hundred. So if your three point shooting, for example, is fifty compared to like ninety, you're gonna miss more three pointers. But the biggest thing with it was like, hey, uh, your agility and your speed and all that stuff is like really low. So you run like you're underwater compared to like the higher rated guys who run like normal humans what this sounds more like blood bowl than a sports game like <laughs> well at least with blood bowl you it's the dice that screw you over this is just like your stats that are given to you they're like hey maybe you'll get them up can you not just play like a match where the stats aren't a factor like is there not an option for that or is uh, that is that all well, the matchmaking is done that way well, just normally when you play like a normal game, you're playing with like the actual players of teams. And so they have like their ratings and most okay. of their ratings are pretty like good. Or, like, right. That normal. makes sense. But when you play this mode where it's like, hey, create your character like an RPG type. Is it called thing. Ultimate Team or something like that? I heard some. Uh, uh... Oh, Ultimate Team. That's the like card. Like you get packs of cards and then it gives you players based on those cards and it's a big money big money thing it's that star wars uh, galaxy of heroes for sports <laughs> that is yeah i never played that because i saw it right away like oh yeah this is dumb this is just big time money scam 101 uh but this is like the i forgot it's, it's like my player okay you create a player and then uh just like level them up and it's like you can not pay money it just takes forever and you get shit on the people have played money that i mean uh, i'd say that doesn't sound good at all but then again i've played several mobile games over the past 12 months that kind of do that yeah well <laughs> yes and no they they do and they don't but uh, a lot of, even the worst mobile games usually they're going to match you with someone who is like as shitty as you and if you're really good you'll probably hit the ceiling where you're fighting either people who are as good as you are or people who've just got more powerful shit than you do, and that's the ceiling you hit until you level that up further. That's, yeah. I mean, that's Clash Royale. That's, to some degree, uh, Galaxy of Heroes as well is like that. Um, there, there, there's a nomination from me, actually. Like that, that, I mean, that game's business model is fucking terrible. Uh, the fact that I still play it, <laughs> I don't... I came back to it. I play, When it first came out, I put... A, t a lot of hours and money into it i was like top 200 pvp like pretty like i was on like the cutting edge of it and you've got to play that game not only do you have to play that game every day to stay on the cutting edge and never quit but you also to, to really be on the edge of it you've got to have put money into it because playing it without spending money there are just too many limitations 
like energy bars and the characters that you can gain access to and even if you do get access to the good characters you still have to then make the better versions of those characters the fucking games that put star systems on their characters and levels these days these days are pissing me the fuck off mm -hmm. so much like oh cool i got general grievous oh he's only a two-star general grievous you shit compared to a seven-star general grievous you want to get a seven-star general grievous you're gonna get 300 more copies of him can i tell you something at first i thought you were a crazy person for always talking about this until yesterday morning when i downloaded final fantasy brave Ex brave exivius oh, oh yeah. my god I downloaded that because I will and am going to get Ariana Grande as a Final Fantasy character and <laughs> the train. That's that hilarious. I'm, I, that will happen. But yeah, I um, when you start playing, they like here are some rare character cards if you want to get these. I'm like awesome. So I started like unlocking characters. And I was like, oh shit, I got this character. And it's a super rare. And then I realized, oh, I only got the five star version, not the six star version. So yeah, I was like, oh, that is, is in. Infuriating. Uh, it, it's the worst part of Clash Royale, and to the point where they have taken fairly big steps to eliminate that aspect where they can from the game. Like the yeah. tournament mode in that game puts everyone at the same level, um, and mo some of the modes are now played in tournament mode, uh, which has made the, sh the game a shitload better to play with friends. Because, like, to me, like the best aspect of that game for us is when we were doing like an esports event. Secret, everyone. Every esports player and caster and person you know plays Clash Royale secretly. 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 You you think they're like only into super hardcore games? Oh no 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 no. I'm not gonna name names because that's not fair. But your world champions, your fucking heroes of competitive gaming, they all play Clash Royale, and we we play with each other most of the time, like during breaks at esports events or during like wardrobe or whatever. And it was frustrating because. If one of us hadn't spent two thousand dollars, would have higher level shit than the other guy, and now you now thankfully that isn't the case. You can just play at the same level, but that <laughs> it, it's so annoying. It's it's the it's the worst mechanic because it's totally not rewarding. Like upgrading a character like that is totally not rewarding because it makes it so transparent that that character is nothing but a bunch of fucking stats. Yeah, it is all it is. That and that like. That's not... I don't see how any company thinks that's fun. I I, I mean, I guess it's just... your barbarians have the extra 20 hit points. You could have lived a little longer than my barbarians and won the game. And it can make a, it can make a difference. Because that's like yeah. one... If that, That's like one extra hit, you know? The, there yeah. were certain points in, in Clash Royale, especially early on, uh, especially when new characters came out, where people were like the, the, quote, pro players, which was basically just Chinese guys that shared accounts, like 20 guys <laughs> that shared accounts and put a bunch of money in, um, yeah. were like, yeah, in order to be the top, you need a level three of this legendary because that kills this in one shot less than something else, or this level survives this spell, whereas the lower level doesn't. That's a big deal. Less of a deal now. They've balanced around it, but it used to be like, oh, if you had... Uh, like level 13 or 14 minions they'd survive arrows which is the main counter to minions or if you had zap at like three levels higher than the minions zap would kill minions for two mana instantly whereas arrows would kill it for three mana with a non-instant shot so you could take zap which was a which was more mana efficient and all that shit but yeah the, the leveling up is totally not a compelling way 
to do any kind of progression, I think. Like, that, if you want to play a version of Clash Royale, by the way, that doesn't have any of that shit, play Minion Masters on PC. It's by the company that made Forced and Forced Showdown. They made a, they made a Clash clone called Minion Masters Forced to Duel. And it's got none of that. All of the units are units. You just get them. That's it. Like, once you've got the unit, you've got the unit. And it's on PC, and it's got a bunch of other cool shit going on with it. It actually has, um, and you've probably never even heard of this game, and it's barely advertised on fucking Steam. It has over a quarter of a million players already, according to Steam Spy. It's got fucking tons of people playing this game. Because people actually wanted a version. They, they like the concept of Clash Royale, but they hate the business model. Yeah. We could we could throw Clash Royale into that list. And Galaxy of Heroes, you know. But that's like this opportunity. Oh no. To keep going with sports and go best oh, sports no. game of the year. Give it up. None of us Madden. play sports games. Give it up to Madden. Great Madden this year. <laughs> Very good Madden. Uh so normally we'll take your word for it. But know, go they for throw it. in like the same old stuff, but they've actually improved a lot of things, like franchise mode, which is the only mode I play. Uh, and then they've added like random draft classes. So like whenever you do like a draft, like the new college players or whatever, they're all randomized. So it's like, you got to scout them all and know what you're doing. And before they would just like the make them. That. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of the in-depth sports stuff, especially like fantasy football is very much like people call it D and D for nerds, but it's more, I don't know. It's like a lot of stats and like knowledge and research and picks and shit. I wouldn't call it D and D per se. A lot but, of people just use computers for it too, like the hardcore. Yeah. Like I make my money off this. They all like have computer programs that just statistically be like, "This guy's gonna do the best." They just put them in. Uh, yeah, it was actually pretty good Madden this year. They improved enough to where is better than the other ones. So good job, Madden. Now don't mess it up. Good job, Madden. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what sports games I've even played this year, like Blood Bowl. <laughs> Is Blood yeah. Bowl? The Blood Bowl came out last year. Did it? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I could say anyway. Blood it's, Bowl. It's still great. Still a great game. I played Love the it. new NFL game, and that uh, was pretty fun. A new NFL game? Yeah. New football game. Madden. 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 Cool. You already mentioned that then. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. I. <laughs> I don't. In, I, I don't enjoy modern sports games. I. If I want to play a a sports game or whatever, I would much prefer to play an older one. Like uh, I remember, Sensible Soccer was fucking awesome, and the oh old God, FIFA I games. I thought that you meant you only wanted to play sports games that were about old time sports. Old time sports. <laughs> ah, <this> is... <laughs> yeah. Lawn bowling. Lawn bowls. Kickball, nineteen twenty-two. More like it, it just the way that because I think it was like technological limitations for the most part, but the way that they used to make sports games, uh, like uh, the NHL game, uh, some of the older NHL games from the nineties, the they were all top down, and they were yeah. by nature arcadey because I guess they couldn't do anything else. They were fun as fuck. Yeah, um, like virtual tennis. Games you play like oh my yeah, god, you just virtual. pick up and play because it's like you don't even have to know anybody. Well, like, fucking NBA Jam, you know, prime example of that. NBA, yeah. all the fucking NBA games, uh, up to uh, well, those were great. I just don't want like playing the modern ones. Fucking Virtua uh, Tennis was super NFL enjoyable. Blitz. Let's be clear, the best. You mean the best sports game, Blades of Steel, on Nintendo Entertainment System, nineteen eighty-seven. 
one of the greatest games ever made. Tecmo Bowl. Just saying. Just That's saying. Fun. You don't have to be in. You know, the, the problem with sports games is they eventually were like, maybe we should have real sports players in this. And then you were like, oh, that's what I enjoy. I got to know the stats on Dion Warwick in order to figure this shit out. Tell you what, Dion Warwick hasn't been good since 2011 since he broke (laughs) his hand. I got to know the stats on these people. Snapped his brain. Before it was like, all right, my choices are I pick really skinny, fast dude, but he's hard to slow down. Fat guy who's super strong, but he's hard to move. Or medium guy that's sort of in the middle, but he's not. he's, He's a jack of all trades, master of none. That's all you had to know back in the day. It was that's my kind of sports game. The main reason I play Madden is I just play it as like a football simulator type game. So I just play franchise mode, and then people watch me stream it, and they're like, yeah. "When are you gonna play the game?" And I'm like, "I am playing." This the is game. the game. I think I think you made a really good point there that these these modern iterations of these sports games are basically different genres to what the older ones were. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're less about the direct control of the players and more about like the management aspect and the sim aspect and all that kind of thing. But they've all sort of been amalgamated into one release, whereas they used to be yeah. separate. You remember when they used to, re- I think, uh, I don't know if um, NFL did it. Again, I don't follow American football that much, but I know FIFA, a couple of times with the FIFA games, they released FIFA Manager, as a di- which was a completely different game. Oh, yeah. They tried that. They still release those, don't they? Uh, they don't release... They, that company doesn't. Uh, the Football Manager is a totally separate series. Oh, okay. That, uh, and that's always been a management series. Uh, and that that's very popular. And there's a couple yeah, of those. They actually tried that with football. They did it with NFL head coach. But then they were like, what if we just took this and put it in the put actual it in the main game, game. of men? Yeah, they <laughs> put them better. all in the same one. That's yeah. the interesting thing about it, whereas they used to be separate. Uh, which... I think you can argue that a couple of different ways. Like you could argue that's bad because they don't spend as much time on each aspect of it. But you can also argue what a great fucking value proposition that is. You get like three games in one. Yeah. Like they do have a lot. Like there's the ultimate team thing, which I think is dumb, but a lot of people like it and spending money. But then they also have like normal modes. You just play like a game with whoever. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have like the player mode where you can be a player that like goes through like being an NFL player, like, wow, I'm a, I got drafted. Now I'm working my way up the ranks, and now I'm whatever. Oh yeah, I saw the ad for like the new FIFA game where you yeah, were, yeah. the the whole like lifestyle aspect of it. That actually interests me. I got to be honest. That and they've been putting that in. They put that in NBA. I think last yeah, they year. Put that in like they? everything now. Yeah, that's, that's I, I like I like that idea. You know, because yeah. it's like that's a full on like you're playing the fantasy of being a superstar player and you, yeah. all the things that come along with that. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's super genius and smart. Apparently, everyone who played it was like, "I hate this." I guess it was um, shit, but the, the I, thing I is, they'll probably do it. A really good idea. They'll probably do it for ten more years and get it right eventually, though. Is actually really <laughs> fun in NBA because that's what me and Sam and Gmart were doing as we were playing the NBA. I watched version. you play a bit of that. It did look. Yeah. It, it was entertaining to watch. I don't know if it was entertaining to play. It is. I mean, the only problem is, like I said, when you go online and people have paid like paid money already, then it's like dumb. But when you're playing it by yourself and kind of like working your way up, it's like a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, I can see the appeal of that. Yeah, so that's the one like really good aspect of those games. They have a lot of variety within them for whatever you want to do. Lucio yeah. Ball, best sports game of. <laughs> Tell you uh, what, it's just Rocket League, premier <laughs> Pro Bowl esque, high quality Olympic tier goalie. Mm. Ah, yes. Yeah. There's plenty of <laughs> VR games where you can do that now. It's like be a goalie or shoot hoops or whatever. 
rather than doing it in real life. You can't life. be Lucio while doing it. Well, you, you can true. pretend you are. Yeah. You can speak. No. You can try and speak in that accent and come off as horribly racist. It's all good. But you're by yourself. You are. That means nobody knows. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> it's okay when you're by yourself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's do one yeah. more category, I guess, before we uh, take a break. Uh, I'll, I'll throw one. Uh, Dodgy, did, you, you already threw this in. Yeah, never mind. I thought, you, I thought you hadn't. I was ignoring you. That's unfortunate and rude. Wow. Uh, wow. Let, uh, <laughs> let's... Let's do, I don't think, I'm just going to double check, because we've done so many categories, I was like, oh fuck, please tell me I've done this already. Um, let's uh, talk about multiplayer. Okay. We'll go with, let's, it's just interesting multiplayer. Just yeah. interesting multiplayer? Interesting no. multiplayer. Yeah, let, let's look for, uh, let's go for ones that, like, that are just a bit different, not like, oh, I played this the most, like, this was like, this is different. This is something new uh, for multiplayer. I got you. I got you. Tricky Towers. That's my favorite one of the year. Tricky, Tricky towers. towers. What is that? <laughs> What's that? Tricky Towers is a multiplayer game where you play as little cute wizards, and it's essentially physics-based Tetris. So you are. Okay. Uh, it's up to four players, and you are um, creating towers in various forms. There's a, a speed mode. There's a like one where it's under a certain line fit as many blocks as you can whatever but the whole point is you are creating towers tetris style but there could be wind or there could be rain or there could be different things that happen plus you have magic so you can cast spells and make someone's uh, one of their bricks bigger or make um one of the bricks icy so blocks slide off of it but because it's physics based if you stand like one of the long uh pieces up if there's nothing there to stop it the wind will just knock it over and mm. so you're trying to build up these towers. It's really, really fun. If you can play Tetris, which I know you can, then you can play this game. And it's and it sounds fun. Looks enjoyable. It's really fun. I love that game. I out of all the multiplayer games, it's the one I played the most this year. I really, really enjoy it. No, it was pretty fun. Was uh, Atlas Reactor. Yeah, Atlas Reactor is super fun. Yeah, I like Atlas Reactor. Uh, and Battle Right was pretty fun too. Yeah, we still have not touched that game. It's great. I, yeah. I, I it, it's interesting because it's not a new idea at all. Yeah. It, but it's the latest iteration of what could have been super popular, but like has yet to materialize as such. Like it's almost like the games that tried to do what Battle Right did before Battle Right came along too early they came along before people really wanted that and yeah. what battle right is if you break it down is it's every interesting team fight you've ever had in a dota style game without the rest of the game so yeah. you're taking one aspect that people apparently really fucking enjoy about this genre and then taking away shit that they might not hmm. and a few years ago, I don't think that was the right time to do that because people uh, were on the League of Legends and Dota train. They still are, of course. But now you've got a base of people that are burned out. Like, they've played a bunch of those games. And they're like, I wish I could... There's one aspect of this that I love and everything else I fucking could do without. Yeah. And so some games like Heroes of the Storm try and deal with that in that way yeah. battle right was like 
no fuck that take away everything make it it's all skill it's just it's just a skill-based arena shooter in a, a shooter a arena game in a best of five scenario it's like playing world of warcraft battlegrounds pvp without mm. any of the gear and without five thousand different abilities and without the shitty perspective and particle effects that are hard to see like it's pure pure skill pvp game it's, yeah it's great it's really good um i like i like games like the calling in h1z1 but they get kind of boring after a while those battle i guess you'd call the genre battle royal at the moment yeah, yeah. pretty much i wish there was like just a really good one because they're like that was okay. finished have you played Div- <laughs> yeah. uh, division survival yet yeah that too. uh i don't even care if it was finished just good uh I division survival that. have you played that one no that's probably what you're looking for that because that is basically finished like it's a mode within the division it's the dlc for the division that is a battle royal yeah but i don't uh, like the division yeah but neither do i but that mode's great <laughs> <laughs> the division's terrible that mode is fun as hell um yeah i, I i've i've not been into the, those games for the same reason that you said like that i wish there was one that was done um, yeah. uh, King of the Kills doing stupidly well. I mean, they've shifted 3.5 million copies apparently of King of the Kill. Uh, I know a few days ago, Steam released its top sellers list for 2016, and King of the Kill was either platinum tier, like top, or the one below that. It had shifted mm-hmm. fucking insane numbers. You know what an amazing game is? Ultimate Chicken Horse. Uh, that there you is go. a great <laughs> multiplayer game. That uh, if you if you have never played it, it's as simple as this. You and your friends are creating a platformer level together, and you need to complete it. But the objective is you complete it, they don't. So you're setting up traps and things to stop them, but also you need to be able to get through it yourself. And so it's a super fun trolley game that uh, I would recommend to literally everyone because it's a good party game. It's straight up a, fan, a phenomenal party game. Yeah, I definitely got to give this one to Pokemon Go. <laughs> Best multiplayer game. Yeah, multiplayer interesting game. multiplayer. Um, a game that Octo and I played together is called Last Will. And it's basically a sequence of escape rooms. Interesting. And um, so you like go through all of these different escape rooms together, trying to get to the next area and find out what your grandfather wanted. Why his last will was to have you come back to his house where he's laid all kinds of weird puzzles around. <laughs> that game uh, wound up being really fun. That does sound interesting. Mm. Speaking of escape rooms, shout out to uh, the six tickets I have. Dodger, if you want to know this, let me know. Uh, to the new Legend of Zelda escape room that's coming to LA in oh, what? Yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of escape rooms, that's always good multiplayer, even like real life multiplayer. So, mm. oh man, there, I, here's the thing there were a ton of good multiplayer games this year. There were a lot of good ones. Yeah. And there were a lot of good ones that tried to do something a little bit different instead of it just being, hey, this is 8v8 team deathmatch thing. <laughs> they tried to do a lot of other things. Like, um, I mean, keep talking, nobody explodes is a great example. That was like that. Fort, 
2014 or was that early no, 2015? That was, no. I thought that was late 2015. Late 2015? No, that came out this year. It's just it's been in like early access, like beta-ish for ages. Oh. Yeah. Damn it. It's one of those. It's one of those. Yeah, one of those that we forgot came out. This is the problem because games are because beta technically is just player testing now. It's like they exist way before they exist. And so when people are <laughs> yeah. like, when did it come out? I couldn't tell you anymore with half the games. <laughs> I feel like VR is going to uh, possibly be the catalyst for some really interesting stuff in 2017. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that could, uh, couldn't necessarily be done otherwise. More stupers, guys. More stupers. Stupers forever. Stupers. Uh, I watched Sam's dad play the Until Dawn stupor, and he oh, was like, Russia this blood. game's awesome! <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> telling you the best thing in the world is getting someone age 55 plus to play vr yeah it's super entertaining you will never be more entertained than watching your parents play vr guys what's up yep that's that's true no doubt i i'm interested in seeing a star trek vr i'm hoping that's going to come out relatively soon yeah and, and then we can run a starship together, guys. Yay, which we've been what? thinking about doing for ages. I'm like ready. That. I'm ready. Sign me up. I, yeah, we ain't playing it on too. that shit. I'll play on the guns. Oh, you! I have to bring you. I have to bring my Oculus into the office. Yes. <laughs> play on something good. Don't play the PlayStation. Uh, but I have that here, though. No. Oculus <laughs> is at home. Wow, tough shit. I got my oh. Vive. I can man the guns. I got controllers. Nope. All right, you're on Vive. <laughs> You're on PlayStation. Yeah. I'm on You're Oculus. On Oculus. I'll this be on totally VR. We've yeah. got <laughs> I'm on sure they're all compatible. I'll be on the Google Box. I'll be on Google Box. <laughs> Google's cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Captain, I believe we're being approached by an enemy ship. Oh, I'm not God. sure because the quality's not high enough. <laughs> I'll just be Jordy the Forge and everything will be kind of pixelated anyway. Yes. Oh, God. Like, Captain. <laughs> Can't see shit, Captain. Captain, oh. everything's just weird shapes, but I, <laughs> sure, I have the best vision out of all the crew. Oh, God. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll make some other shit up for the last 40 minutes of the show. You watch the Corruption Podcast? Go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co Optional Podcast. Let's finish off our silly little fake award show for the last 40 minutes of the show, or so. Okay. <laughs> I love that chat got to hear a little behind the scenes and went nuts. <laughs> Apparently yeah, you'll find there's nothing interesting like, at all. Oh. Yep, it's like you heard keyboard sounds and two minutes, 20 seconds. That's it. That, that's yeah, all yeah. it is. Not yeah. Nothing. You they didn't hear all of it. Nothing Use juicy. Like when, well, before we start, TB goes... I don't <laughs> at all do that. <laughs> yeah, so he does. That's how he starts every every episode. Not you, yeah, you missed that part. Not interesting. And then he yells at us. Mm -hmm. Well, also, I mean, I do that the anyway. Part where Dodger's microphone's muted and she tries to talk but can't. Son of a dick! That's a staple of the program. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about board games? Because they're real games. Yo, it's sure. Been a fucking hell of a year <laughs> okay. of board games, and I think we've all played some. We should mm, talk yeah. about those. I think. Uh, let's yeah. let's go with our like best board games of the year. Let's oh go with the nominations for that. I think what I've played. Well, I know board games, but I don't know board games that came out this year. See, that's what I'm wondering, too. It doesn't matter. No one else knows anyway. 
Okay. It's fine. Which what just ones you've played okay. this year that you liked? What you got? Uh Drunk Quest was fun. <laughs> what does that involve then? Drunk Quest is essentially um Munchkin, but uh the way that you defeat monsters is through a certain number of drinks. And there are different cards inside of the deck that are um that add like variables like, oh well, you actually have to drink twice the number of drinks or everybody actually has to drink or you have to drink half the number of drinks and then everybody gets a treasure like all kinds of stuff like that that you can apply to different monsters to try and either fuck somebody over or like help um it's really fun and the cards are like this big because they know you're gonna get fucked up sam and i whenever we've played it we take half drinks so we take half the number of drinks that they say on there because i don't know how anybody is supposed to finish that game with the number of drinks that they actually say on there but there's an expansion for it that's all like pirate and water themed because it's well, a drink game and um, uh, fun. I think uh, it, it's easy enough to say that Secret Hitler is a clear contender here. No doubt uh, about that. Yeah. We're being amazing. Code Names is also a very good game we played. Excellent. Codenames like that uh, snake oil one. Yeah, that, that's very good as well. And th those are all like great examples of uh, genres that have quite a few games in them and like board gaming is quite iterative don't know if you've noticed like there's a lot of different versions of the same sort of idea and yeah. it's usually the one that either has the slickest rules that's either easiest to teach or has the sort of best mechanics or the one that has the coolest theme that gets people's attention yeah a, a really cool one that i think we haven't played but boy would i love to is called time stories um it's a time travel game, but it's you versus the deck. And it's like you and your friends and you're solving puzzles and you're doing traps, or whatever. But because it's time travel, you can go back and do things with previous knowledge to solve it because you're going through time, which I think is a really cool concept. Uh, it's kind of like a more comprehensible version of the movie Primer for those who are curious. Um, I love that idea. I love, I love the idea of time travel and... It's a mechanic that you can use to your advantage in this game. So we should totally try that out one day. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Did any of you guys mention Captain Sonar yet? No, but I was oh, about to. No, but we should. That's Sick game. My favorite board game of the year, hands down. For me personally, that shit was so much fun. Really strong contender for me as well. It, it just, it was so unique. And it was such a really cool experience. Like it, that's one of the board games that reminds me most of a video game. I think, yep. like the fact that everything was real time, that was a big deal. You know, we expect that mostly out of video games. Yeah, I think that a lot of people get the impression of board games just sort of sitting around waiting for other people to take their turn. This is all done as fast as you can do it, and yeah. it's a game about communication listening to the other team to try and figure out where they are, communicating with your team while trying to hide information, taking risks, working together, making sure that everyone's doing the right thing at the right time. There's a ton of stress in that game as well, which makes it a lot of fun. Like The, the idea, for those who don't know of Captain Sonar, is that you're two four-man crews for two submarines, and mm. you're supposed to try and sink the other submarine. The problem is you don't know where the other guy is, and you're in a big like open water map with some islands and things and obstacles battleship it, it's it, a better you're a lot of that. It's a better version of battleship and it's yeah. super intense and a lot of fun and i'm telling you there should we should one day just have everyone come out here and play that shit but like i agree yes. 
make a fake underwater set. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would be, that would be amazing. I just do a bunch of episodes of that shit. That would be killer. Yeah. It is, it, it is one of my favorite games I've ever played. Hands down. I could play that all day. It's super fun. Yeah, it's got it's got really cool moments like this when you have to surface your sub, that's one of the stre most stressful things. Like, you call out where you are, the other guys are trying to desperately get to you, and you're trying to frantically fix the shit that's wrong with your ship so you can dive again. And in the meantime, the other guys can come get you. And the the way that you fix your ship is really awesome. It's like a minigame. The whole game is based around dry erase markers. Like, you each have a sort of a sheet of... Uh, a, a sheet which has all the stuff that you can do on it, and you erase it very frequently and uh, you got a sheet of acetate and all that kind of thing so fixing the ship involves playing what's basically one of those carnival fair don't touch the wire games you've got to draw around each section of the submarine and not hit the line and you've got to do all of that while you know the other subs coming to kill you so right. it's super fucking stressful <clears throat> and as soon as you've done that and you've done it properly if you fuck it up you have to start again and then you get to you know, dive, dive, dive as quickly as possible. And everything's done in real time. You have to listen to the other captain. You, The other captain has to call out their moves very loudly yeah, so the other team can hear. Everything about you wants to shout and yell because it's very competitive and fast and everything's happening at the same time. But if you do, you're basically giving away all your information. Giving away information. I was wondering about that. I was like, isn't the captain having to call out moves just being like, we're we're going to turn right, guys. That's, in case I mean, you were that's, still heading for us. That's necessary. <laughs> that's completely necessary. That's uh, the way that the game works because you have you have a radio operator who's kind of your navigations officer. He's supposed to listen to the other captain and he's got this transparent acetate where he draws what he thinks the course of the enemy. He draws the enemy course, but he doesn't know where that course is. He knows what the course is because he's heard what the other guy says. But he north, doesn't know where they east, started. North. Yeah, so he's got to figure that out based on each map because each map has a set of islands and obviously you can't go through oh. you can't go through the island and you also can't go through your own uh tail yeah, it's like right. snake yeah yeah you can't you can't go through something you've already been through but when you surface you get to wipe that clean and start it again uh, but obviously the, surfacing tells people where you are yeah one of the problems that we had that we had to surface a few times for when we were playing uh was that we had gone to a point where we couldn't go left or right or north. Ship breaks so, all the time. Yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, crap. So we had to like surface, which if you're on the other team, you hear, all right, well, they can't go to these three directions and they have to surface. They have to be either X, Y, or Z. Well, so in surface, when you surface, to you've got to call out where you are, like immediately. Yeah. So you that call it like your grid area, you don't call it the exact location. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's something like that. I can't, I can't quite remember what the rules are yeah. for it, but you've definitely got to tell people where you are to some degree. And every, every time you move, the engineers got to cross off bits on their, on their engineering pad. And that's when shit starts to break. Like if you move, basically as you stay, if you stay underwater too long, your system start to break down. And it, so that limits where you can move. So you're saying, I want to keep going east. And the engineer's like, Captain, we can't fucking do it. If you do that, you're going to break this and this. And the only way to repair it is the surface. It's That's where all the stress comes from. That's why it's so yeah. fucking fun to play. Because everyone's arguing amongst themselves, uh, but they're also trying to work as a team. Uh, yeah. That's super when, cool. When you finally get hit, you're like, oh my god. Or you get a hit, it's like the most joyous <laughs> yeah, it's like because we all figured it out we all yeah. worked together to figure out where the fucking opponent was and we put a torpedo in his ass it was right. yeah that game is amazing amazing fun very very cool 
But yeah, def definitely Secret Hitler though. Like, there's no, there's no doubt. That's it. Uh, it's just a, re it's a really good theme, but it's also like a really good reinvention of the mechanics of games that already exist. Because like, it's based on stuff like Ultimate Werewolf and uh, uh, Resistance and a few other games like that that are all social deduction games where it's like there's a traitor and you've got to figure out who by their actions. It's just a yeah. really good version of that. We played the yeah. shit out of it, as you're probably yeah. aware. We enjoyed <laughs> the hell out of it. Yeah, I, I, if anything, I'd say the only setback of Captain Sonar is that it literally requires eight people. You can no do more, it with six. No less. Uh, you can do it with six. Like, you, you can have can someone... Yeah, some the, like, you can have someone double up on one roll, uh, I think it's I guess the, the first officer is pretty redundant. If you yes, if, you can double up the first officer, but that's about it. Uh, but yeah, otherwise you need six. You're right, and yeah, they they kind of need to be in the same room as well. So yeah. doing it like I don't know you could do, there could be an online client for it. You could do it over something like tabletop sim. Oh. It's doable with VoIP. It's tricky though. I think it'd be interesting if a good fun way to do it would be to separate the two teams into two rooms and only have the sonar guy with headphones listening to the other room yeah thing that'd, mm. that'd be an interesting way to do it mm. that would be neat that's doable yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah if we can figure out a way to do it online with tabletop sim or some we'll probably will it would be very hard to present to an audience that would you be got, hard yeah you, that you would got be two really teams difficult. talking over each other you'd have to watch like one side or the other you probably couldn't watch a combination of both oh it'd just be noise it'd be Pretty people shouting at you It'd be like most of the old maker like multiple <laughs> videos, <laughs> people shouting at each other. Oh god, those are so bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah th those were good. I mean, th there's been a ton of really awesome games that I'm going around to playing. Like I haven't played the League of Legends board game yet, and all I know is it's it's a fucking amazing looking board game. I have a copy of it. The miniatures are incredible. The stuff that's in the box is some of the highest quality board game shit I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, but I don't think that I haven't. I, I don't know. I, I probably won't even get around to playing it. And I certainly can't take it to a fucking show. The thing weighs like 10 pounds at least. It's huge. Uh, so no, yeah. that probably wouldn't work out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's been a, there's so many. I could spend hours and hours on this. But we won't. What else we got? What else we got? Categories? Mm-hmm. New category? Uh, nice. I don't know. What you got? What do you want to throw at us? Yeah, Krendor. What are you... You yeah. were supposed to come Game. with the Game with the best DLC. All right. Uh, I think we already did, we did this. That? Yep, we, we did already did this last show. Sorry. Uh, about a game you like that nobody else likes. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, did we sure. Do that? Or no? I, it sounds like we, we did that, that, but I don't think we did. Uh, let me double check that. Uh, I like that nobody else likes. Yeah. Oh, no, we did. But we did game you didn't agree with your audience on. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Basically known as the Battleborn Awards. Are you just going back part. through the old podcast trying to figure out? <laughs> he probably is. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's like, Ugh. About a game you're looking forward to for 2017. Sure. Oh, shit. Sure, All we right. can do that. Yeah, wow. I really want uh, Witch Hunt to come out. Witch Hunt? What's that? Yeah. It's a uh it's basically like prop hunt except a proper game. <laughs> prop hunt. Where uh three people I think it's I think it's three V three. Three people are like villagers and three people are witches, and the witches turn themselves into things in the town to try and hide. That All looks right. Yeah, I can see that being really entertaining. 
the, the, there's an interesting number of games that are coming out that's sort of based on mods. I mean, we've got the whole uh, kind of Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight <laughs> genre that's starting to blow up now. I didn't really like Friday the 13th. I haven't tried it yet. From what I, I what it looks better than Dead by Daylight from what I can tell, uh, but I haven't played it yet. Why didn't you like it? It just felt really generic. Mm. In what way? Like, uh, if you're a person trying to get away from Jason, he like, he has so many abilities to like kill you. <laughs> like he's got an enrage mode. He's got a teleporting ability. He's got a really overpowered uh, thing where you can scan to find people. Like, he just seems really strong. And then... Well, yeah. Uh, be, though. Yeah, but that's the point, is that I'd rather just play him every time. Is, is it not fun to play the the survivors? It's yeah, it's fun not to play that much fun to play the survivors. Right. Uh, Maybe they so just those... need more shit they can do. Yeah. Um, I think do need some more stuff they can do. I mean, I felt yeah, that about like Dead by the... Daylight in both ways, like in terms of both the killer and the the survivor. I've just felt like there was nothing. It was hide and seek. Like there was nothing to do other than hide and occasionally use an item and you know stick him on the hook. That was like that was it. I'm like really, that's yeah. it. That's well, even with is? this one, it's like hiding isn't even that great because like, of that scan. Yeah, and you can use it so often that it's just it feels broken. That's it's weird they'd add that. That yeah, seems I don't like a really bad know why idea. They'd do that. Like even if the scan was for like ten seconds and then you didn't get it for another few minutes or something, I'd be like, all right. But it's just you can just toggle it and it just keeps coming on. It's like it's dumb. Um, a couple other ones that I'm looking forward to are Persona. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yep. Which uh, they just keep pushing it back. I'm like, better still get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and assuming that this one comes out, Cuphead. You know what? Yeah. I really wrote that down as something I was excited for. As well, it's been pushed. I mean, I, I personally, like, I'm not excited for that game because it's not a genre that I like, but I want to watch somebody play it because I want to see yeah. the how cool everything looks in it. It's like, oh, let's see something creative when it comes to the bosses. Oh, that's a that's a Cox and Crendor right there. That's a Cox and oh, Crendor yeah. original <laughs> comedy genius. We anyway, already no. have great experience playing yeah. it. I don't know if it's great. I don't, it, it's... <laughs> We've had enough experience that the devs have literally been like, wow, you guys are bad at this. <laughs> like, why don't you try playing it on very, very easy? It might be a little easier. <laughs> and we're just like, no, 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 we got no, it. No, no, no. They got some good player feedback, you know? They know they've got a new difficulty mode just for you that they put in. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. That's why the, that was the reason for the delay, actually. <laughs> I bet it was. Uh, first off, Dad of War is going to be amazing. The new yes. War game looks great if, if it is as good as that probably fake footage was we can, we can only we can only hope uh i'm really interested in prey i can't wait to see what mm. that turns into yes me too i'm it interested like, in it well i'm not I'm it looking forward to it's a different matter i want so much in the game that we haven't had for a while so i want that uh um, when when does pyre come out great question Should be this year this year hopefully i want to play it uh, yeah, that looks great. What's interesting is that some people have been saying that you know they're not, they don't really like the way that the game looks in terms of the way that it plays. Like, and they're like, "Oh God, I just wanted another Bastion or I want another Transistor." Uh, personally, I love the way it plays. Like the fact that it's basically a sports game. 
for all intents and purposes. The, the, the whole main battle mode is some weird ritualistic sports combat thing. That's yeah. great. Like All of those games have been pretty innovative in terms of the, what they've done with their combat. It's just mm. people like, oh, isn't this game pretty? Or the guy who's talking is cool. Or it's got a great <laughs> soundtrack. So yeah, but they're also great games. Like Outside of that, they're great games. Pyre looks amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, oh yeah, uh, the new South Park game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that way more than I thought I would. Yeah, way uh, more than I thought. Zelda, please let that be good. Uh, the stuff <laughs> I played, I really enjoyed, but it's one of those things that does the open world hurt the game? Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. I'm excited for that. Um, I mean, Mass Effect. How is that going to be a thing? I have no I, idea what that game's going to be like. To, I don't Again. know if I'm looking forward to that. Like, uh, I, ukulele. Come on, give it up for yeah. ukulele. Oh my god, I'm so uh, excited for ukulele. You don't even know. You don't even understand the amount of excitement that I am for ukulele. You don't. Damn. I have uh, played Red Banjo Dead Two. Kazooie. Hopefully by the end of the year, man. Would I've that be played awesome? Banjo Tooie. I've played Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and I've played the ukulele toy box. Just from playing that ukulele toy box, which they give you like an hour with the game and their little like random thing they created, the mm-hmm. controls are amazing. It feels like a Blizzard game. It's so good. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil uh, 7 will be fun, even though I still don't know what that has to do with Resident Evil franchise. Uh, I'm not going to play Zero that. Dawn has always been a blast every time I played it. I Even though I don't know shit about it, Vampire looks like it'd be, it could be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff they be. showed seemed awesome. That Horizon Zero Dawn game. Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, yeah. I, I, every time I've played it, I've come away and been like, I just want to play this redhead and murder robot people. Like, no, uh, and turn robot people into your friends. Here's the thing. Sometimes you got to murder a robot in order no. to be a friend. I refuse. World? To me, that game's just no like us, and it's another Far Cry-esque kind of thing. It's like, I'm done oh, with running so around open fields doing side so objectives. not, but... They'll probably make a Westworld game. They should make a Westworld in real life. Sign me <laughs> up. Let's do it. Let's do it. How about halfway through? We'll do uh, Westworld VR. Yeah. That kind of scratch both itches a little bit. I just black hat. <laughs> that would be pretty great, actually. I know me. I, I don't need to go to Westworld to know which hat I'd wear. <laughs> black. Boop. Yeah, what about uh, that Sea of Thieves game? Yeah, Maybe. that game. This year? Yeah. I hope. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be in some form of, like, early access beta, whatever it is, for a while. I, I don't I don't know if it'll finish this year. It, it's, it sounds, you know, it sounds fun. But oh, yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of those open world, like, mm-hmm. multiplayer games lack depth. So, I don't know. We'll see how well it's fleshed out. What's that one chivalry type game? Oh, for, for honor. honor. For honor. Yeah, for honor. Hell yeah. I'm I'm that. That's a game that I have no excitement for because I know I'm ter- I know I'm terrible at it. Like <laughs> I have played enough to know I'm not very good at that game. So I'm like, well, God bless those who are skilled enough to play it. I <laughs> suck. <laughs> I'm a detriment to your team. If you see me online, it's because I'm like, I'm being forced to play. I'm bad at that game. Terrible it's so at fun, it. though. It's you great. Can be it's great. I, and stuff. Look, I just want to be Fat Samurai with a big stick, and I probably will on release, but just know that if you see 
if you see an epic maneuver on your team, fucking quit. Just <laughs> <laughs> you're done. Save yourself the time. Log out. Oh wait, what about? Oh yeah, what about that? Uh, that uh, mirage. Mirage mm. is that? Yeah. Should should be out I this year. Yeah, I think that's what's yeah, yeah, summer or something. Yeah. Mirage Arcane Warfare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. we've taken a ton better, of money so. from Torn Banner to promote chivalry, so just you know, disclosure of that. But and we'll probably take money to promote that as the fucking Mirage Done. as well. Done. Yeah. It's <laughs> it, I mean, from what I played at PAX of some time ago, it still felt as uh what's the best word to describe it like chivalry felt like it had a lot of weight behind each strike and mm -hmm. uh, killing people was super satisfying in that game as a result like mirage felt the same as that uh, but it had magic powers and giant boulders that you can jot yeah. on people which is also good oh. too magic so i was into that yeah uh i want to play the new BattleTech. what i played of it at pax a while ago was really promising felt really really good they seem like they've really figured out the strategic aspect of it the tactics and making every mech matter and they have just announced things like melee and have got a full mercenary campaign in there so i'm big on that that sounds Yo, like fun speaking of mechs and shit dawn of war 3 i loved what i played of that so far it is super fun so yeah look i if all you need to do i'm sure it's still on my my twitch somewhere just go find that VOD of the last, like, 10 minutes of the VOD where I nuke an entire, like, base with a space laser. And it's just pure joy on my face. I've never <laughs> felt such joy in my life. Apparently murder does it for me, guys. <laughs> Apparently murder does it for me. Not like where I murder you, where I press right. a button and other shit murders you. That. Yeah. That. Mm -hmm. uh, when does Nino Kuni come out? Nino Kuni 2? Yeah. Supposedly this year, but I would doubt that. We haven't seen anything from it. Yeah. We've only seen a trailer so far. Yeah. Oh, no, Detroit. No, oh, fuck. Does Detroit come out this year? Who knows? Uh, if it does, I, I, I certainly want to play it. Am I looking forward to it? I don't know, but I definitely want to play it. I want to find out what, what it, it does. The most everyone's cared about so Detroit in a long time. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Detroit. It's like that. That's sad because it's true. <laughs> they just lost to the Packers in the championship game. Very fun. God, stuff. what a what a bunch of boners. Yeah, they haven't won the division since '93. Classic lines. Classic line. I don't know that you can be excited about it. It's an Insomniac Spider-Man PS4 game. That's literally all you know. You can know nothing else about it. No one does. Yeah. It, let's remember, by the way, when people got super excited about shit that was coming out in 2016, it ended up being not so fucking good. Yeah. Temper one's expectations. Mm. Well, it seems like a lot of AAA things are coming out next year comparative to this year. AAA was kind of a letdown this year, to be honest. So yeah, what the, what the big what the big leagues are gonna hand us next year? Hopefully, it won't be shit. We could, uh, that, that, that's There's an interesting category idea you with. just came up with there, by the way, Jesse. What, what about AAA, like, you know, the really like, mainstream AAA stuff that we actually did quite like? This year? Yeah. Man. Um. I mean, I'll, I'll kick it off with Watch Dogs 2, even though it's strange because at this point, <clears throat> it's... Almost like it's not a big mainstream game because it <laughs> didn't sell as well 
but it is it totally is you know it's a big and budget. in terms of its production and all of that it's triple a it's a big budget ubisoft game in 2016 mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of fun with that. Weirdly enough, Ubisoft in 2016 has been releasing a lot of not-so-big-budget or weird stuff. You know, Steep is not... I mean, it, I guess it's reasonably big-budget, but it's not their usual. You know, they've they've done quite a few different things this year. They didn't put out Assassin's Creed this year, which is probably for the best. The best? Man, the best AAA title that I can think of that I really, really walked away from, like, fuck, that, and I enjoyed that. Uncharted 4. I think Uncharted 4 was the best one I played this year. Um, that I that I walked away from like, man, did I enjoy that story? And it was like a good wrap up of the franchise. Um, I mean, I think Doom and yeah. Dark Souls both did well. They, yeah, they were both extremely good. Yeah. Um, X- XCOM. I I wouldn't call XCOM mainstream AAA really. Right. Uh, I mean, it was fucking phenomenal, no doubt about it, but it's definitely a bit niche. That's also, I have an issue with, like, Civ Six. I want to say, like, yeah, that's, that's, game nailed it, but, like, when I think of trends, is Civ still included in the, like, big AAA releases? We, we, sh- we should rename the category, like, what games did we like that f- were heavily advertised on TV? Gotcha. I think yeah, that's yeah. how you define, like... I don't have cable. Yeah. yeah, but you go to restaurants and bars sometimes. That is the only time I ever see those ads. You watch YouTube videos, they pop up on there all the time. Some of them do pop up on YouTube videos, yeah. Call of Duty, specifically, and Battlefield popped up on <laughs> all the time. on YouTube videos constantly. What's <laughs> interesting... You know what I love about TV? The constant Final Fantasy ads in front of sports games. Really? You saw that? One, to this day, one of my favorite things, yeah? A lot of, a lot of sports... Final Fantasy ads. Final Fantasy and Star Wars ads. I love that they do that. I can't the, get over it. It's so fun. Every time I show up to like a, a bar or a pub or whatever and there's stuff on and I see a game ad, I think it's either for Battlefield. They did a ton of advertising for Battlefield on TV. Mm-hmm. And also mobile games. There's yeah. been... Uh, the And I'm not talking about fucking Candy Crush and stuff like that. Um, there's a term for it. Casual core, I think, uh, is an industry term that's now being used to describe all the these... games Schwarzenegger promotes. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. stuff. I mean, stuff like game of war, uh, mobile strike. Oh God. Game of war. I mean, clash, <laughs> clash Royale played is... game of war. I thought it was yeah. just the thing that I advertised and everyone laughed at it. The thing about game of war is like stuff like I can understand why people play clash of clans, mobile strike and definitely clash Royale. Cause it's a good game. But Game of War boggles my mind as to why that is as popular as it is, because it's barely a video uh, game at all. Kate Upton, Mariah Carey, I can think of a few others that really helped boost that one. All those ads that were like, hey, come play my game. <laughs> come play like, with right, me. I'm in. That was the TV version of like a few years ago. And it was like, help me, my lord. Oh, yes. <laughs> boobs, my lord. <laughs> yeah, boobs, my lord. Yeah. It's oh, the exact same thing it was on TV God. now. Those were, um, those were, that was the incredible days. time in our industry, man. Those were the days. Yes, oh, the yeah. Boobs, I my lord. Ads were just incredible. There's, there, there was a, God, there's just so much those money being put behind days. those stuff, though. Mm. Mobile Strike in particular, like, I've seen so much of that. Uh, I think it's mostly because I show up to our local sort of gastropub 
uh, place, like, later at night, because they're open to, like, 2. So, like, oh, well, I'm going to go eat there at 10, and they'll have sports on, and then the ads in the in the middle of the sports or whatever are usually for, like, Mobile Strike or something like that. Can we take a moment? I know this is, it, it's so tropey, but I don't care because I love it. Every one of those Mobile Strike game, uh, ads or whatever, it's always, like, a bunch of people, usually three guys, three girls, and three guys and two girls are talking about how they're playing the brand new game, and it's amazing, and how there's this player called, like, Murderator, and Murderator beats them all the time, and they, man, if I ever find out who Murderator is, and then you third girl, and she's like, hee and it says Murderator on the screen? Every one of the ads I've seen is like that. It's always like, it's like, oh, if only we knew who that person was. It's our girlfriend. And she's a girl. Fuck you. Typical like, Reaper players. Have, I, I you've seen the awful Hearthstone ads, ads, right? You've seen the absolutely oh dreadful Hearthstone ads. The ones are ads. so bad. Fucking hell. They're just like in an office, and he's like, I'm looking to play Hearthstone. And he's like, I'm a goblin. Woo-hoo. And then he's like, well, let's play Hearthstone. And they play, and he's like, I activate Blue Eyes White Dragon. And he's like, oh, jeez, mister. And then it's yes, like, Hearthstone. It's almost <laughs> like they were trying to make a, an awful parody of those ads. Because, yeah. you know, Clash of Clans and Clash Royale have done those uh, those kind of ads on TV. I mean, fuck, wasn't um. Was it Clash of Clans or something like that that did a Super Bowl ad with someone incredibly fucking famous that cost a ton of money? Uh, I can't remember who it was. Pro- probably was like Clash of Clans or something like that. Everyone in chat just tweeted out the Legend 27 is the exact character that is mentioned. I, I linked that ad. That ad is straight up <laughs> just like every- them sitting around the campfire and like playing this game and like, oh. The Legend 27 comes out Legend of nowhere 27. and destroys all my armies. And the girl's like, <laughs> Some... I'm the Legend 27. It's so epic funny. I love how tropey that is. I uh... need more of those ads. I'm fine with it. Oh, and that was <laughs> for Game of great. War? Fuck, jeez. At least with the other stuff, it's actually competitive in some way. Those those games are just, it literally is about just going and logging and pressing buttons and spending a ton of money. Yeah, it was Liam Neeson that did a, a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, that, was I like, remember that. But do we all remember Crusher 99? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Crusher 99. That was a thing. That was, look, that was apparently a nobody remembers Crusher 99. That video. that video was like, you're super famous. No, you're nothing. <laughs> that, I mean, it was it was good up until the whole Crusher 99 thing, I think. that was, it, it, it did. It actually was very representative of how an esports career can go. It was real. It was super real. Far too real. Yeah. I mean, I just learned that from watching, like, any sport. It's like one year, they're like, this guy's great. The next year, like, yeah, he's not good anymore. Get rid of him. Garbage. <laughs> oh, dear. Overwatch League stuff will be interesting. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the Overwatch, like, competitive scene is, like, you have to play Lucio and, uh, uh, and there's, like, other people that everyone... There's only, like, two well, character slots. Look, look that are y'all, this goes meta. back to what we said for the last year about Blizzard. Stop making both competitive and casual games. <laughs> do you one can't of the do other. It. You can't do it, gang. It's, and they try, and that's why you have, like, you. the only competitive characters are, like, these four characters, and then one person can have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean... That's why Tavern Brawls and everything now, right? The people who play yeah. the game want competitive, so... Some of them do. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Can right, we play the fine. game? 
checkmate, atheist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <What>? god. Uh. <laughs> he said the people play the game. We're players in the game. Sure. <laughs> yeah, atheist. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, sort of back back to the topic for for a second at least. Uh, I still I still like the Infinite Warfare campaign. I I'll I'll happily say it. And if I had anyone to play with, I've played a little bit of it. The zombies mode in Infinite Warfare is actually really entertaining. And the campaign's kind of neat. The multiplayer's shit. Just shit this year, but the, I had a few, I had a good few hours of fun with the campaign, and I'm not gonna regret that. Yeah. So that was alright. Yeah. Total War Warhammer was pretty good. Yeah, that's known as mainstream. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't... I'm trying to think of anything that, that I mean... Age of Empires 2 released an expansion. That is not a mainstream AAA title. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody knows Age of Empires. Stop it. Final yeah, Fantasy everybody. came out? I don't, but it's so close to the end of the year, I don't know how much it counts. Um, I don't know. I'm literally going to have to look this up... This is a shit category. Let's just move on. <laughs> All right. I'm not looking it up now. F it. I was going to look fucking up game, game out in 2016, but whatever. Fuck it. Did we, uh, did we do a category on whether or not we kickstarted anything this year? Did we talk about that last show? No, we did talk about it. It did come up, didn't it? But in some way. I literally kickstarted three things this year. I know exactly what they were, too. One's behind. I did not. I haven't. <laughs> <seen> <laughs> one is right behind me. Oh, yeah, it, it, uh, it, definitely, it definitely came up because I recall saying I kickstarted something for a jacket, and I got my jacket, and it was good. Yeah. So and I don't know if the game And then Jesse showed me. us his It's Fine Dog. Indeed. It's and it is. Fine. It is fine. It is totally yeah. fine. And how I yeah, kickstarted Monster Proms. And that was literally yeah. it, except for uh, a pen from uh, Game Tees. That's it. That's all I've done this year. The Game Tees pen, a dog, and Monster Prom. It's easy. Done. Good category. Know. We did it. Yeah. I didn't kickstart anything. Just ukulele no. that I'm waiting for. Yeah. That'll happen eventually. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so excited yes. ukulele. Yes. You don't understand how excited I am. Check me. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever understands how excited you are. <laughs> Honestly. I'll use that forever, Crendor. I'm letting you know right now. Every time I win an argument, I'm like, check me, atheist. I mean, I'd practically do that for fun anyway. Just bring it up. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's see here. All right. Here's one uh, to round the show off that'll, that'll sure. work. Uh, so I'm gonna link you this if you haven't read it already. Uh, da, da, no da, Man's da. Sky. No, it's not No Man's Sky. We already Sky. covered that multiple yeah, times. We've, we, yeah, all, we're, the, all the versions. That joke has been run into the ground or the sky. Ah, uh, the Steam Awards. All right, which Steam Award winner do you disagree with the most? Oh my God! Hmm. Every single one of them. Wait, out of all of them? Out of all of them. You've got you to pick one and tell me why. Uh, I'll start and give you some time to read them. Uh, I disagree with the Test of Time Award. There's no fucking way in a million years that CSGO fucking wins at... It's, uh, sorry, not Test of Time. Uh, five, just five more minutes. Yeah, Test of Time is Skyrim. I, I can get that. That that makes sense. So just what? five more minutes. Just one, five though. more minutes. Fuck, I no. disagree with that one, too. No, no, no. It's not fucking CSGO... Uh, bear in mind, like, the whole point of that award is, you know, to 
recognize a game that keeps you playing for just that little bit longer. It's like, just, just one more, just one more turn. Basically, it could have just been called just one more turn. There is no fucking way that CSGO qualifies more for that than Civilization. Right. I mean, come the fuck on. That that phrase, just one more turn, was coined as a result of Civilization. I was CS- going to say, overall, is more of just like an accessible one. I would say Terraria is one that more people just generally play and are like, oh, and get kind of lost in. But let's also, I mean, they have a category, best use of farm animal, which is literally the goat simulator award. There's nothing else you're <laughs> no, going to put in there. That's what I disagree with. Ark. <laughs> Why is Ark there? They all got farm animals. That's what I'm saying. It's a non-category that was created just so they could be like, get it, goat simulator. <laughs> stupid. And then they put, no, put fucking blood and bacon in there, a game which barely sold because they couldn't fit anything else in it. it yeah. But no, fuck, fuck that. Who says just five more minutes of CSGO? What does five more <laughs> minutes constitute of in CSGO? A round and a half? Like, no, you don't. You, you absolutely don't. Civ should have blown that category out of the water. No, fuck, yeah, I, I without question. I do not understand the better, like, I guess I just don't understand these awards because the Better With Friends category, I don't know any of those that are even recent games. I guess Don't Starve Together yeah. and Gang Beast, but that's like, the rest of them are old as shit. Like, Why did Skyrim win the test of time? It just re-released. Okay, it's not even withstanding time because it had to re-release here's, itself. Here's Apparently, all you need to know about the Steam audience. Here's all you need to know: Hero <laughs> Truck Simulator Two walked away with two awards. That's true. That's all you need to know about the audience. It's as true. as a truck simulator game, it does what it does well. It's too award award worthy. It's that kind of audience on Steam. Just know your audience. And game with trucks and game where you get to pretend you're sitting in trucks. And then also game, game winner is Grand Theft Auto? I what? There's yeah, a- the game that's that supposedly blew everybody's minds was Grand was Theft a Auto. port of a two-year-old game that we already knew everything about. <laughs> yeah, sure. Game. There's a million things that, that beats Doom, much. right? We've okay, been, we've been playing Tron in Grand Theft Auto, and it's been pretty great. Dude, that fucking uh, two people are on bikes and two people are in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was cry laughing. That shit was so funny watching you guys play that. That was really fun. Like, I'm having more fun playing those, like, mini games within the game than the actual game. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what most people are doing. Unless you've paid a shit ton of money to be, like, part of the multiplayer these days. It, the amount of shit that people have to spend in order to get the cool stuff in that uh, Grand Theft Auto Online these days is nuts. Yeah. That's assuming your account doesn't get randomly banned by (laughs) fucking Rockstar to never come back again. Or hackers. All that. The category villain most in need of a hug. Yeah, that's a dumb thing. Besides Portal 2, which even even then, sure, okay. Yeah, we get the joke there. The other four are non things. Two Far Cry games. Two Far Cry games. (laughs) I was like, wait, do they have the same game on here? Oh, no, it's just Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4. (laughs) Also, but but they're both bad nominees. Because the the whole point is, I guess the whole point of that category being... Like a sympathetic villain who's just like, if I just gave that character a hug, boy, would they change their attitude, right? Which is not true for Aiden Min. Far Cry doesn't apply in either of those. No, you've got, you know, you've got create, you know, definition of insanity, dude. And then you've got Pagan Min. Maybe thinking of it from like a sexual standpoint. They were like, man, I would love to just give you a hug and then maybe wind up touching your butt. No, if you do, she kills you in the end. That's an ending. Some people are into that. I don't know. Why would you ever want to hug that asshole? Dead by Daylight, run from that guy. Literally, they're all 
terrible choices. All terrible. It, it's a, it's a category that should have, like, I mean, that category in particular should have just been, like, most interesting villain, because that, and even then, Dead by Daylight certainly doesn't fucking qualify, but then you've got Handsome Jack, Pagan Min, and Definition of Insanity Guy, and GLaDOS, which is a, you know, that's a good category. It, I, I, here's a question. Did, yes. Oh, they did lose one. Okay. I was just looking to see whether or not Valve lost any of the categories in which its games were nominated. Uh, they did. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a little conflict of interest, right? They, they did lose Test of Time, Team Fortress 2, which is weird because I think Team Fortress 2 is a pretty fucking good Better contender for that. Yes, Although yes, Sk no? Skyrim, I mean, fair, that's fair. Uh, I would not say fucking Age of Empires 2 HD for the same reason that Crendor <laughs> said that Skyrim shouldn't be in there because they had to release a remastered edition. So evidently it didn't stand the test of time because they had yeah. to fucking remake it. You're probably right on that one. But yeah, I mean, Ter Terraria is a good choice. Team Fortress 2 is a good choice. The original Skyrim, for how fucking long that stuck around before they remastered it, sure, you know, that's fair. I mean, you know, this is just us mostly arguing over a stupid award show and a stupid award show and a stupid award show. But... And how did yeah. Left 4 Dead 2 win, like, the best, essentially, co-op game? Oh, God, yeah. I uh, better with friends. I don't know. That's not how I read it. I read it as like this game is really boring if you're by yourself. <laughs> Which is not in any way true. Le Left 4 Dead 2 has a really big. I mean, it's kind of true, but the, I was going to say I don't play that game by myself. <laughs> I, mean, I think uh, Left 4 Dead 2 still has a good game. player base, though, and it's pretty much based on matchmaking. Uh, I, I'm sure there are groups of friends that still play Left 4 Dead 2 together, but I think the most people that still play it online are just matching in randomly. I I don't know. I, I don't think um. I don't think Left 4 Dead 2 is a good nomination for that category just because I don't think it makes a lot of difference if you play it with friends or you don't. Uh, is it is it a game that really benefits from playing with people you know versus people you don't know? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, not necessarily. I'd rather nominate, like, Gremlins Inc. All I'm Fucking saying awesome. is... Love Gremlins Inc. Euro Truck 2 Awards. That's all you <laughs> All you know about who voted for this. I'm just amused that Euro Truck won in the sit back and relax category versus Abzu. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, it's not a bad pick for that. Let's be honest. A lot of people like playing Euro Truck because it's just cathartic, not cathartic so much, but it's relaxing for them to just drive a truck around the countryside. They find that fun. Cool. I'm not going to knock them for that. I mean, it's like the same reason why a lot of people like playing Elite. It's because just trucking through space that's relaxing for them trucking through space like how trucking some people space. like playing blood and bacon for the farm animals yeah i don't think many people but <laughs> as as it turns out that apparently did fairly well it's got seven thousand positive reviews i actually have well, never played blood and bacon there you go that's we were all. wrong. We, maybe we're the yeah. wrong ones. i mean it, 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 it does look awful i <laughs> They claim it's a survival horror FPS. It's like, is it? How? I, I don't know. I'm curious now. I mean, it looks pretty terrible, but... Well, apparently it costs $1. Uh, that... Oh, it's the Orion Dino Beatdown Syndrome, then, of we just bought it because we wanted the trading cards. Okay. Um, or people are just running into, like, meme category of, like, this game is phenomenal blood out of 10. <laughs> well, I mean, they're fucking. They they actually did that very much with the, fuck the the quotes are from Vanos, Jacksepticeye, and Markiplier, and they're all like ten out of ten, ten out of ten, ten out of ten. It's like, all right, okay, 
So it, yeah, it, it is that it got popular off the back of the fact that you know the, these channels played it for kids. Mm. I guess. Yeah. It's like I was curious about it, but it does look like absolute dog shit. I want to end up on people's box art. Like, <laughs> I yeah, I beat it to boxes. this game once. <laughs> I got a few of them. <laughs> I, I had someone intentionally misquote me, but they did it. They did it with permission, though. So that was okay. they emailed me first, like we're about to misquote you. Is that okay? It's like I don't know. What are you gonna say? It's like okay, that's hilarious. All right, you can do that. <laughs> Word. Yeah, so like our final category of the award show was the Steam Awards are shit. Yeah. Just like us. Yeah. Tonight, everybody. We're bullshit too. Well, at least Doom wants something about explosions. Dead. I'll I love that in an award show where we're like, we don't even take this shit seriously. Last category. But you're shit. shit all over another award. Oh. It was all in good fun. It was all in good fun. <laughs> okay, I guess that wraps us up for the show, folks. Thank you very much for watching the co-opties, whatever the hell that was. Big thanks to our sponsor today, squarespace.com slash co-optional. Go get 10% of your first order. Go make a website about how bad blood and bacon is or whatever. Go make your own award show on the website. That's the thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. and then you can yeah. make one of us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. And then somebody else can make an award show and make one of you while you make one of us while yeah. we make one of Steam. No, but for real, we need an award show for this podcast. We, we do. do. <laughs> Based on this podcast. It's also got to be four hours long. Best yeah. guest, Crendor. <laughs> no, you're the guy who always loses. Strongly disagree. <laughs> you're nominated for every category and like never. Leonardo always the bridesmaid, yeah, never yeah. the bride, Crendor. <laughs> Aw. Just Leonardo DiCaprio, always the best actor, but just gets shunned. He got he one finally. finally. Win, yeah, and then I'll yeah, get one dead. finally. He had to be assaulted by a bear, but he did. <laughs> I'll have to get assaulted by a bear, and then I'll get mine. Things to do you for your art. Hope. You <laughs> <hope>. <laughs> Life goals. Don't get our hopes up. Oh my. Alright, what's... Uh, I mean, I would ask you what's coming up on the channel, but remember, it's January, so nobody makes YouTube videos in January because the ad revenue sucks. Am I right, guys? Some of us make videos because we like it. Not me. Nope. Everybody says they like making videos. It's not for the money, though. That's what they told me. It can't be a lie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I totally would... I'd make these for free, guys, but conveniently enough, I don't. Okay. I'm telling you, this... My strategy this year, everyone's going to fucking abandon YouTube in January. That means there's less people to split the YouTube red pot yeah, with. Yeah, good. Bye. I can use that money. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Hell yeah. Thanks for leaving, Hell gang. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. I, I, reckon, I reckon there's ways and means. It's uh, also known as Twitch Donation Month. Like, suddenly your favorite stars stream three times as much Twitch as they usually do. Guys, Can't imagine why that happened. I'll be streaming three times as much as I regularly do. <laughs> and he's already streaming 24 hours a day, so that's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm streaming 28. 28 that's hours? I'm going to Mars! And I'm gonna <laughs> We're going to go orbit space. For just $2 a month, you could properly educate Eric when it comes to mathematics. Dude, my light is turning on and off because it's so excited. And I'm orbiting space. What? Yeah. Is orbiting space? <laughs> yeah, outside of space and orbiting around all of space? How's this? Yeah. That wow. stranger kid's, kid is trying to contact Crendor. Uh, he looks like the wrong person. Oh my What's god. What's he saying? I don't is care that, enough. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care enough. Just whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be doing a DM session of my. Oh yes, how did how did that happen? Well, Good I asked question. JP. Yeah. I said, JP, how'd you like it if I got a one shot where I got to DM something? JP, let me give you the chance of a lifetime, yeah. buddy. And then he was just like, Jesus, all right. And then he <laughs> let me do it. Uh, <laughs> so now uh, Wednesday, Adam's actually gonna help me to learn how to not be really bad. So I just be kind of bad. Uh, and then it's going to be Dodger and Sam and Jesse and JP. And it's called Daikia. Yeah. For multiple reasons. One is there will be death in Ikea. One is you're rolling die in Ikea. And it's a play on words of Ikea. Very fun. It's Thank you for be the great. explanation of that. We couldn't figure that <laughs> one out on our own. <laughs> uh so that's that's tune in for that one tune in otherwise right. i'm making tune youtube in. videos i'm streaming check it all out buy my sloth hoodies <laughs> just go Jesse, to where you coming up? kick the button what's coming Maybe up click it, kick it what's what's coming up <laughs> jesse uh, hey please. yeah we're doing a bunch of fun stuff uh this week uh we're gonna be working on a brand new thing um uh, with final fantasy 15 because i'm excited that i beat that game so we're going to talk about it and uh we're gonna try and plow through some things so i can next week start on an amazing new show that is basically the same show everyone else on youtube does except mine has a dirty title what watch which what shows that exactly you'll find out next don't, week don't tell us don't tell what? us I don't want to spill the beans early, even though I've mentioned it on this podcast numerous times before. I simply say, go back and look at the records. Until then, see you, see you on the channel. All right. Dodger. Uh, hi, everybody. We finally got the last episodes of Backstage Pass going up after all this time. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the VODs of The Last Guardian, because a bunch of you have asked for those. And... Yeah, that's about it for YouTube. If you'd like to watch my streams, I'm at twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus. And that's about it. Cool. cool. If you haven't already watched the Arbitrary Awards 2016, you should probably do that. Set aside some time. You might be there a while. Alternatively, you know, you can do that magical, amazing thing that nobody seems to figure out how to do, which is, I don't know, minimize the window and just listen to it while you do other things. Or put it on a second monitor, or something like that. I'm always amused by that. It's like, who who ever gets the time to watch these videos? Uh, clue, clue. Most people don't. They probably just, you know, put it on in the background. It's not that <laughs> hard concept. But big thanks to those who watched it already. It's already about to pass half a million views in two and a half days, which is fucking Damn. amazing. Damn, award shows. Yeah, that might. This looks like it, it's certainly on track to be our most popular award show ever. So that's great. Big thanks to that. The watch time is insane on that. Really cool. YouTube Red revenue is really good on that as well. Wow. Yeah, talk about shit. That's probably because the ad revenue in January is shit. But you know, we, we take what we can get. Outside <laughs> of that, oh god knows. I don't know what's coming up this week. Uh, I'll figure something out. It. I should probably have a look at that fucking Masquerada, shouldn't I? It's. Oh, did we convince you? Did I don't you know. Well, I mean, it's been a while. What if it's great and you're just no. denying yourself a great gaming experience? Well, Maybe. I'm going to check it out. It's yeah. it's worth a Your look. Yeah. mindedness I didn't say I was not going to ever play it. 
Beatles. God, I can't believe that you said you are excited I about the every crashing last burning. one of you. Can't wait for the Gama Sutra editorial about that. To, I still have 727 unplayed copies of games on my fucking list, for God's sake. There's so much to do there. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I should eventually get my Watch Dogs 2 video out that basically says all the things I've already said about Watch Dogs 2. What I will be working on this week, which hopefully will fucking finally come out, is my top 10 for 2016, which I never got finished before the end of the year. So that's gonna happen. I'll go. I'll shoot that one out for you. Nice. I might even get around to actually trying Hitman. I should probably do that. It's just like one of those videos where people post like, hey guys, I know I've been around for a while, but I'm going to do a bunch of things. And then just never do it. Followed by nothing. Yeah. This yeah. Is uh, this, is sure. that, this is that TV moment. That's fine. Yeah. I, do that. I do that all the time. I was going to do a bunch of like Clash Royale videos for my second channel. I never got around to doing that either. I'm uh, great at that. It's, I'm just... <laughs> really busy <laughs> that's why i just don't talk anymore about what i'm gonna end up doing i'm like yeah, yeah i should like stop almost done this is what i'm doing other than that i gotta <laughs> stop or else people are like what happened to that video you promised nine years ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what starbound was that starbound yeah oh god where's when skyrim are you guys gonna play terraria again it'll probably be terraria where's skyrim we gotta oh. do it we gotta do it terraria's like got it. so many updates at this point we probably should just do that again anyway we gotta do it i don't know it, it, it'll happen we're actually just gonna play age of space which is like oh, you remember fuck. that one you remember fucking yeah. that one that popped up that had the flying mechanical shark i do was remember it? that Did, whatever happened to that game was that oh recent reviews mostly negative oh dear Oh, well, that's what uh, they abandoned it or what's happened with it apparently yes oh it's still according to that uh, oh god it's still no they released it but it's people are saying that it's basically an early access game that came out and then they just fucking abandoned it that sucks yeah, that game kind of looked fun what about to terraria Otherworld? yeah you know that spin-off the hell happened to that apparently nothing happened to that what I'm looking at their website. There's nothing there other than the initial announcement. Nothing. Jesus. It's the Crendor of video games. Guys, youtube.com slash wowcrendor. Going to be making some non-content over there. Great non-content. The best non-content you've ever seen. I have the best non-content. The best words. So much. So much. <laughs> I have the best, best words. words. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Alright, we're done. Thank you very much for watching the Corruptional Podcast. Big thanks to our sponsor, Squarespace.com slash Corruptional Head over there. You've got nothing better to do. Go make a website. It's not like there's any good games out right now. Go make a website instead. Go make a website about bad games. Something, anything. Do that. If I can make a website, you can make a website. Indeed. Anybody can. That and your, your website is terrible. Go fix that problem. Go make 2017 a better year. Yeah. Yeah. Better Be sassy YouTube. like Wendy's. Oh, speaking of which, Wendy spice ah. chicken sandwich though. Holy it's shit! All right. Sassy and spicy like Wendy's. Goodbye, everybody. Let's make a better YouTube that actually subs people to your thing. That would be nice. Yeah, can we can we not have people randomly unsub from our channel? It's like we don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> so yeah, just make a better. You guys YouTube. always aim too high. I am much lower. Go get you a, a spicy sandwich from Wendy's. <laughs> Guys, I love Wendy's. Wendy's, tweet at me. I love you. Yo, Wendy's. I'm also a member of the Game Grumps. Tweet at me, please. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have been easily sucked in by so savvy social media marketing. Damn, Arby's. I'll take one of your fancy. <laughs> no, you won't. Sign Arby's. Is, 
Look, I'll tell you. Popeye's chicken. Best Twitter account. Popeye's. Popeye's. Nihilist Arby's. get Popeye's to sponsor us. Oh, my God. Yes. Louisiana Fast. I'm in. I love Louisiana. I love Fast. I love your chicken. I kind of, I love it. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just bring this to an end. Goodbye.